0: Yeah.
1: We ain't doing geometry.
2: Yet. We tra- Do want to be my funny on the place, I guess you're Maybe not there. This guy's an idiot.
1: I would draw my question. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder
2: That before you have to press repeat, yo. Yeah, huh? Duke, lay off the sound effects. Hello, and welcome to show 130 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yeah, 130!
3: Woo! Here, 130 AD. Uh, actually, the Great Wall of China was be- begun and finished in one year. Do
2: you know, I was talking to SLH about this on At- Saturday when I met her. And we both agreed that you just read shit off Wikipedia. That's it. That's all you do. You don't know nothing, really. That's
3: the only purpose I serve on this freaking podcast. Actually, I just
2: I just did a double negative thing then. That you don't know anything. Because if you don't know nothing, you must know something. So you don't know anything. Let's get yeah, this right. I don't
3: actually know anything permanently. I just have it all written down somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia,
2: that does it. Oh, I'll, just, uh, I'll just rhyme off some facts about whatever number it is.
3: I didn't do that this week, though. I don't have any facts or numbers or nothing. What, on 130? Nope, I didn't look it up. Do you know I'll, I've got a fact about 130? Oh yeah. Yeah, we've done a lot of
2: shows as a veteran gamers. There you go. How it's about true, that?
3: we really have. There you go.
2: There you go. We've done All right, a lot introduce of shows. people. Uh, well, people—that's probably a bit of a stretch. No,
3: oh, well, there's people. There's well,
2: I there's people. guess there's more than one.
3: Yeah, go there's more than
2: one. one. Uh, so I'm the daddy, as always. That's me. That's me. Otherwise known as Stewpot, sometimes to yeah. some people. Some people like to call me Stewpot. Ah. Flower, I've, I've got because of my surname, so that happens. Uh, there you go. Uh, I know. And we've also got you.
1: Rush goes like this.
0: A I
2: don't know what the fuck.
1: <laughs> I've never listened to a Rush song the whole way through.
3: I can't let go of
1: that sound.
3: <laughs> no.
2: That's about the fourth time I've heard that now.
3: It's like my favourite thing ever. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Who else we got?
2: Uh, well, no one. Ah, oh,
3: jeez. So, yeah. Where the hell's Ginny?
2: Finally, he's too ill. I don't too know. ill? Uh, what? got mum floors. You know, so, I don't know. He's probably, I don't know, feeling sorry for himself. With The her. important but, thing
3: is that he let us know and we didn't sit around waiting for him for half an hour, right? That's Well, yeah. Well, he did, to be fair, that's sort of my fault. He did send a text, which
2: I missed which um, oh, uh, I missed a text, so, uh, yeah. He did send a text about an hour and a half ago, and we could have been recording by now, so that's partly my fault. Uh, but, yeah, you know, apparently he's ill or whatever. He's got the Better mom. I have a good
3: story to tell about all the hallucinating and vomiting he's doing.
2: Yeah, exactly. His mum's probably tapping his head with, a, like, a damp flannel or something. You know,
3: it's crazy, too. Like, I get sick sometimes during the school year, but I don't know that I've ever missed the podcast. Not because I've, like soldiered through but i just don't think it's ever coincided for some reason
2: yeah I mean, I mean he's just like skiving off or something you know what i mean he's probably found something better to do you know what i mean
3: like like it's so hard and arduous to sit and talk about video games for i know i know oh. i don't i don't think that's it. i think he really is sick well like normally but, you know
2: he does turn up on time doesn't he yeah. you know, and he's all that. dead no actually he doesn't do any of that
3: either does he <laughs> Don't do anything. Yeah, at so, least he was doing the, veteran, or the I mean, overseas connection last week. I mean, I did. Mean, like, like, I mean, putting in a word or two now and then.
2: Let me get to this, though, right? If you were having a meetup, for instance, you would definitely make sure you turned up on time, wouldn't you? You know? Oh, snap. If, no, you didn't. If you were arranged, it, you know, if you were the host of this <laughs> meetup, for instance, right, you would you would set off in place. I don't
3: want to be late to that. I mean, no, that's
2: No, that's no, not at all. Not at all.
3: Um, I always err on the side of being way too early to things, so I'm, I can't relate, really.
2: Yeah, I, I got, I mean, the, the meetup was meant to start from 12. I got there about 20 past 11, you know, about 20 past 11 in the morning.
3: That's because you're such a good man, Steve.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Chinny is a scumbag. Yeah, yeah, but what time do you think the last person who... Be quiet, hey, see, He is being quiet. I, 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 he can't even argue with us. That's kind of cool. So what, what time do you think the last person who got there might have been? What time do you think it was?
3: Well, it's supposed to start at noon? Yeah. Too. I can imagine if anybody was going to be there later than like 12.30 or 12.45, they would have been like, you know what? Let's just not go at all. Yeah. It would be silly to show up at this point. Well,
2: well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what time the last person got there was, right? Wait, was Chinny the last person? Well, we've not come to that bit yet, but the time the last person got there was about half one, quarter to two in the afternoon. Wow. Okay. And yes, indeed, that person was Chinny. <laughs> <sighs> You know what his first words were when he walked into the place. Right, guess sorry, what Sorry, he...
3: everybody, I'm sorry, I'm late. No, Well, what games are we playing then? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really? That's pretty ridiculous.
2: And yeah, not only that, right? But then he kicked someone off a computer just so he could play. Right? He did that well, as well. Of course he
3: did. He missed a half an hour, an hour and a half of
2: playing.
3: Come you... on, you it's you back there now. Get off there. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he kick off?
2: Can't remember. Uh, he probably
3: so, so it was good though
2: he probably didn't do that but you know I'm just saying <laughs> it for effect and then he beat up a kid and he, and uh, he made them uh, wash the seat before he sat down <laughs>
3: he strangled a puppy and yeah he ordered a crazy <laughs> drink with some weird name that had all these elaborate directions. Yeah, And he didn't have it, so he, he made the bloke in the bar go to
2: the shop around the corner to get the stuff he needed to make it He'll for. Bring
3: him a cushion for his seat, and a oh. special. He
2: had his own keyboard with him. Not only a cushion, but it had to be filled with a goose down. You oh, know? my
3: God. What a goose <laughs> down.
2: Yep, with the fine you're not going to like this, you know, being a vegetarian, but the uh, finest mink cover he wanted on it as well. Oh,
3: jeez, come on, Chinny, what are you doing, man? Oh. Animals died, so you could have a nice place for your butt. That's it, that's jeez. it. What was uh, it like? Yeah, but story time, story. <laughs> oh, is it story time? Yeah, okay,
2: I guess.
1: Story, story, story time.
2: So yes, uh, meetup, we should talk about meetup, shouldn't we? good? Excellent, I've got to say. Awesome. I've got to say loads of people turned up, right? So I'm gonna try and remember everyone who turned up, right? So here are the people who turned up as far as I'm know, right? There was Mike Hardman.
3: Hardman.
2: Yeah, so you've got to do a bit of a cheer in between these. Come on. Woo! Get it together. Mike Hardman. Woo! Me. Yay. Uh Diana Malinovska. Must... Oh yeah. Diana Malinovska. Uh Mike Chin. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Uh Mike Vasey. Yay. Uh Chris MJW Chris Williams. Oh yeah. Uh, SLH, otherwise known as Yay. Susan linden Hall. Andrew Gould. Yay. Oh Gould. Andrew Gould. Gold. Gould. Uh, Richard Webster. Big bad Yay. Daddy. Yay. Jamie O'Neill. Yay. Jason Powell.
3: Yay. And no all...
2: one man should have all that Powell. Uh, exactly. And two of his friends who were just random people who came with him. Really? Yes, That's they came. Cool. With uh Yeah, it was great. And a bit, a, a sort of almost. Bit of an extra shout-out to Jamie, Jamie O'Neill, uh-huh. who who actually brought badges for everybody, like really, little badges with, like, you know, Veteran Gamers Meetup 2012. Oh, that's awesome. And handed them out, and we all
0: walked
2: So, yeah, I, I guess this sort of goes over into what I've been playing, in a way.
3: We, I guess uh, it has.
2: We played some games. Now, I hope I've remembered everyone right. And if I've if I've not mentioned your name right, email me and berate me, and I'll make sure I, re- I mention you next week. Yeah, berate him, him. I'm almost sure I got everybody on that list, but I didn't know the names of the two random people, so I'll do a well, poll. You weren't
3: the only one from the podcast who was there. Chini can... Re- oh, wait. Yeah, Chini could remind me, couldn't he? Ah, uh, jeez.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes,
2: first of all, everyone was very friendly.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah very friendly.
3: Not that that's a shock. I mean, Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you people?
2: You yeah. suck. Richard, Richard Webster, he's a handsome guy. We liked him. Is he? He's very handsome. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, yeah. He looks a bit like Clark Kent. He had glasses on and, you know, we reckon once well, the sexy. glasses came off, he was Superman, you know, underneath that. Oh, stuff. yeah. So, so Richie, he was a really nice guy. So, yeah, well, everyone was really nice, to be honest. Well, but yeah. there was something rather ironic happened. So before we get to gaming stuff, something ironic. But this was after we'd been gaming. So this was a bit later on, right? So this uh-huh. is still out of order. Um, but but you know we are the veteran gamers, yeah. We are. We are the veteran gamers. And then we went to a pub, a pub or a bar as you call it in America, a pub. Because you are in England. In England, after after we had the meetup, and two people who were in our party got asked for ID at the bar.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which were.
0: <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs>
2: And, oh, yeah? and Mike Hardman they both got asked for ID to get in the bar they didn't think they looked old enough to be in there nice uh, the funniest one Mike Hardman he got asked as we went in uh, Rich sort of got in and then had to n- he nipped out because he had a headache to get some anandine or whatever and when he came back in it was asked for ID the same time he came back into uh, the, to the pub so yeah funny yeah it was it was kind of funny uh But Susan were lovely, you know, and Jamie was lovely, and everyone was just lovely, and Andrew was lovely, and we just had a laugh, right? So, um yeah, so we got there about everyone that sort of, well, everyone apart from Ginny had arrived by about quarter to one, right? So yeah. everyone was there by about half, twelve, quarter to one-ish. Uh And we paid £15 each for five hours of gaming, yeah. a free burger and a free drink. Nice. Right? So that's what it included.
3: Well, if you paid for it, it's not really free, but whatever. Well, yeah,
2: you know what I mean, though. It's in, I know what you mean. It was in... It public, with... Right, to put into perspective, they normally charge £3 an hour. Okay. Uh, this is a Kyoto lounge. I've, I've got to say, the venue was really excellent, really well set up, little... Only a tiny place. It wasn't as big as I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, but in the main area, they had, like, a bar. It was all really nicely decorated and nicely furnished. They had big, comfy sofas and stuff. Yeah. had uh, five Xbox 360s and two PS3s set up in the main area as you walked in. All well, like we um, probably 14 inch TVs. I think were on all of those, yeah. and then they had a separate room off to the side that had 10 gaming PC rigs set up uh, with 22 inch monitors, and there were sort of really comfy leather office chairs and all that kind of stuff, really nicely. And it was all neon lights underneath where you sat, so it was sort of ju- the room was in pitch darkness apart from this blue glow coming from underneath where you sat.
3: That reminds me of when we were driving one time in Sarasota, Florida, and we saw this car that was called, it had the license plate that said UFO2, and there were all sorts of neon all underneath it on the sides and everything. We chased that car for like two miles, yelling out the window, UFO2, UFO2. The guy was like, what? the
2: <laughs> So, yeah, it was probably a bit like that. Uh, and then the gaming PCs, PCs themselves were in glass cabinets above the monitor. Right? It's sort of almost like built into the wall. Uh, and the, and they obviously had perspect sides on them with all the stuff glowing inside, so it, it was proper cool. So it was a really cool, well set up place. Um, so obviously we were all, you know, we're all console gamers, aren't we? So oh, yeah. yeah, what what wouldn't we be doing? You'd think. Uh, no one had to play on a PC, and no one would want to do that, would they? But that's exactly what we ended up doing all day.
3: Jeez. Oh, um, but it was. Now, you re- didn't know this when you were going in, though.
2: No, we thought it was going to be 360 in it. But he, the the guy said, "Look, you know, if if you bought," and we'd more or less all done a, at least some PC gaming in our lives. Oh, so, sure, everyone has. So we, but yeah, we all sort of just got stuck in, really. Everyone was up for it. You know, we played. We started by playing Left 4 Dead 2.
3: Yeah.
2: Ah, uh, where I. Yeah, own, do they have
3: all mods and stuff on
2: these? And uh, well, they had all the latest updates, all the latest Steam updates, and they looked That'd be kind of cool If
3: they
2: had mods, it looked as sharp as a pin. It really did look sharp. Um, So we played that, and I owned everyone pretty much as the infected. And in one round, this is no word of a lie, right? I was a hunter, and I took out three of the team with one hunter.
3: Oh, go get them!
2: Yeah, so I was, I was pretty good. So yeah, so I did
3: that. Like, because I can never do nothing with the hunter.
2: Yeah, I took three of them out. But it was, do you know what though? You forget how precise a keyboard and mouse is. You know, and you could just aim at people, and it's so easy to aim on someone, you know what I mean, and right, uh, right. yeah, it, it, I, I, I sort of was, you know, I don't want to show off or anything, but you know, I well, did. Well, go ahead, show off, why not? We you know, I'm not the biggest, as you know, I don't do tend to play many multiplayers, but the ones I like, I'm fairly good at, so anyway, I did that, and uh, yeah, we pretty much owned, uh, no, I have no yes. idea who was on my team, and most of the time, right, I'm being accused of picking on Susan, right, and I didn't, right, This is this isn't true. Uh, yeah. Because I had no, because everyone had random names from the place we were at, so I have no idea really who. Unless I sort of turned around and could see who I was killing, I had no idea who I was killing. You know, I was just picking yeah. up stragglers like you do, you know, if you're playing the game, you pick up the stragglers. Right. Uh, so I was doing that, and. Although uh,
3: sometimes there is a nice satisfaction that comes from hitting a specific person or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem we
2: had is because it's very team based, there, there was no real communication because you had headphones on, but the, the mics yeah. weren't plugged in. So the not everyone had mics on there. So we couldn't really uh, communicate as okay. teams. So that made it a bit more difficult. Yeah. Uh, then we played Team Fortress 2. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, again, it's so slick on the PC, It really. Okay. You know, it doesn't look a whole lot different. To be honest, it looks almost identical. Uh, but, again, I, I pretty much owned. Uh, oh, yeah. But we were playing Fort 2, you know, we have to collect the intelligence. Balling! And in the two rounds we played, uh, I deposited the intelligence five out of six times so. oh,
3: snap. oh yeah so i was Take that. i
2: was pretty five good six oh,
0: into...
2: I... yeah so i did that as well uh then we played the original left for dead
0: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and unfortunately i was i was pretty good at that as well to be fair. I uh, but everyone else See, did I well. want
3: to hear from other people. See, this is the nice thing about Chinny being guys. Be, oh, I owned everybody. I did great.
2: <laughs> and and you, look, you just need to look at the comments on the thing. Everyone's saying it. They yeah. say we go pick games that stew shit out and all those sort of comments. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got some evidence. Some evidence. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. Uh, then, what did we play then? Oh, then we played Battlefield 3 for a bit. And played yeah. Battlefield 3. And I've got to say, right, it, it does look absolutely gorgeous on the PC. I mean, it, you know... I do
3: your word for it. I don't know if I would really notice ev- it.
2: Everyone was taking the piss out of me, going, hey,
3: look at his shoe, getting all excited, how, how cool it looks.
2: But he did. I mean, it just looked really sharp. I mean, everything just looked nice, right? So there was that. Stuart,
1: please stop uh-huh. whining about minor aesthetic details. <laughs>
2: Ever, right? So, yeah, so it looked cool. But, right, you have no concept of how big these 64-player maps oh, are day i mean i
3: was playing that was the whole thing with battlefield 2 back in the day is that it was so uh-huh. different because it was um yeah des- the maps were just so much bigger i mean don't get me I wrong. Played it on the console and people were like you don't even know what this game yeah. is and i'm like well i know what i like about don't it. don't get me wrong right i was crap at it right you know yeah.
2: it was pretty shit um but you know you, you sort of running for like five minutes game time before you come across another player you know you're just running along through this big field trying to find someone to shoot at right. And then when you eventually get near an objective, you just get shot, and then you have to do it all again. <laughs> it's like, run, 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 yeah. run, 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 run. run. I need a jeep. Run, run, run.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Shot.
2: Run, run, run. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't too keen on that, so I let other people get on with that. So we did that. Yeah, that's why it's so important to get flags so you can have a place to spawn at. And, and then, to defend flags, too. And then Gangu tried to play a bit of Unreal Tournament 3, and it was really laggy. Yeah, it wasn't good. Really? Yeah, it was really laggy. That oh. wasn't great. And oh, then we finished... Right, and that was the best fun of the day we had, and I'm, I wish we'd have played it sooner. We played Half-Life 2 Deathmatch.
3: Oh, right?
2: and I've, I have played it before a little bit when my PC was working. I have played Half-Life 2 Deathmatch. Before. Yeah, But you forget how much fun it is—just running around with grab guns, firing drawers at people, you yeah. know, shelving or whatever you've picked up, you know, a box. Yeah. It's just so funny. It was just yeah. so funny running around with a grav gun, just firing whatever you can find at people. Uh, Good time. Yeah, and we had a lot of fun. And then and then we looked at the clock, and it was half past seven in the evening <laughs> by yeah. this time. So we'd been gaming from about half one in the afternoon till about half seven at night, right? Yeah. The guy comes over, uh, bless him, he comes over, and he's like, hmm, just to let you know, we've sort of let you play probably a bit longer than you've paid for, <laughs> right? I was like, and I was like, oh, what time is it? He's like half seven, because it was pitch black, so, you know. Uh, and he's like, mm, if you want to carry on playing, it's like three pound an hour, or if you have another two hours, we'll do it for a fiver sort of thing. So I was like, so I asked around, yeah. and I was like, nah, you're all right. I think we've had enough sort of thing, so... So we moved on, but yeah, it was honestly a fantastic day. Sounds awesome. I
3: wish I could have been there.
2: I was really pleased everybody turned up. Well, most people, there's a few people didn't turn up, but I was pleased nearly everyone turned up, and we'll definitely be doing it again, I think, in the future. Yeah, yeah. It was just such a good laugh. So fantastic fun, and I've got to say, I've got to give props to the venue, you know, Kyoto Lounge. It was yeah. really excellent and really well set out plays. The guy was brilliant. He set us up in all the games, got us all linked together like we should be because obviously none of us, apart from Rich, he was the only person who knew how to work Steam.
0: Right, right. Uh,
2: but everyone else was just sat there like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, so he came around, set everybody up between every game, you know, and it was really helpful and looked after us and cooked us a burger and, you know, oh, gave us out, And I've been sort of atting them and stuff in posts I've been doing because, yeah, really, really good. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's my story for this week, yeah. Yay.
3: including good story.
2: Including gaming. I might as well carry on, I guess, and do the rest of my games while I'm at it. Oh,
3: what, else, what else have you been playing? Yeah, so I've been playing that, right?
2: And then also, in addition, I've finished A Darkness too. Oh. I got that finished off last night. I was hoping to speak to chi. <laughs> Because you know, I wanted to. Uh, yeah,
3: he's the man when it comes to this split.
2: game. I wasn't necessarily disappointed with the ending, but it was a bit, bit of a.
3: Away.
2: It was a bit flat. It was a bit flat, and also, it
3: it's well, did still he say that about this game that it's a lot of a, it's a letdown compared to the other one. It, it kind of is, but it's it's still fun to play. I've got to say, no matter
2: what you say about it, the mechanics just work so much yeah. better. It's it's so much tighter. Right. They, they sort of thought about, I mean, you can still do the black hole power thing. They thought about how the powers work, but it's so much easier to pull off the cool stuff. Like, for instance, you could kill, so you can do like a body slam thing. So you can pick yeah. them up, chuck them in the air. When they die, you can rip the heart out before they hit the floor again. You know, you can, you can yeah. do all these really cool moves and it's really easy to pull them off. You never feel like, yeah. yeah. To do it. Um, but yeah, graphically it was fine. Story-wise, it was alright. It, it isn't as good as the first one, but it was still enough to keep you going through it. I mean, people have complained it was too short. I felt it was a little overlong towards the end. I'd have been happy
3: for yeah. an hour earlier. See, and some people, I think, look at the pure numbers in terms of like, how many hours would you say total? Uh, probably about, probably seven, six, seven, eight. See, some people are going to look and be like, oh, it should be 10 or whatever. But, you know, as we've said many times on the show, it's not a question of how many hours in and of itself. It's like, it's a question of pacing. The, well, it's the pacing and the quality of the time you spend in it, you know? Less like, is- you have a miserable time. You don't want to spend 10 <laughs> no, hours in a miserable place. No,
2: I wasn't miserable. I and mean, no, I-, I know,
3: but I'm just saying like that in and of itself the number of hours is not a sufficient I think
2: I think the problem is, they introduced the different baddies too soon, so when you yeah. got towards the end, it became a bit rinse-repeaty because oh, sure. you'd come across those same enemy types for maybe the last three hours, yeah. you know, they didn't introduce the the final, what they should have left the final sort of darkness power dudes to nearer the end so that right. were a bit fresher, but by the time you got to the end, you'd killed so many of them, it just became fairly sort of I can't, I can't workman-like, I guess, is the best way of putting it. You were just sort of going through the motions, almost, because you know exactly sure. what to do to take them out, so that's what yeah, you are yeah. doing, you know. And and they had, like, really old-fashioned boss fights at the end.
3: See, I don't mind that. I actually kind of like boss fights that are mm. old school. I mean, depending on what kind of old school. Like, is it, like, they just have a lot of health, or, like, yeah. you have to do an inc- incredibly no. insane no. series of Quite, things to kill them? Those yeah. I hate.
2: No, easy things, but really repetitive. Like, take you take say yeah. five, ten minutes to kill the boss, right, but you're right. just doing the same thing yeah. over and over again, and they've just yeah. got a health bar which you have to whittle down eventually or yeah. whatever. So nothing really creative. It was fairly standard stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, but again, it was, it was all right. I mean, the final scene was like, they, they obviously have the obligatory scene after the credits have rolled, yeah. Uh and you actually play sort of half play it, I guess. Oh, that's kinda cool. Yeah, yeah, it's only a couple of button prompts, but nothing major, but you're you're at least still interact It's, it's with cool
3: it. to still be sort in the middle of it.
2: Yeah, and it was alright. But again it was a bit like random and a bit like this is a reason. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh but it was alright. It was it's it's worth a rental. I would recommend renting it. And I think it's an enjoyable first person shooter, but that's about where it starts and finishes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've been sure playing play it I- at some point. A uh, band together, an iPad game that came out. Oh yeah? it, it's, it started off at two ninety nine, then it went to one ninety nine, and now it's free to play.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
2: they're adding ads in apparently, but they've not arrived as of yet. And it's it's a really cute looking lemmings game, I guess is the best way is to. It? Uh, so it? so it's sort of like a puzzle platformer, but you have to get the. It's basically you have to get these like li- they look like little robot dudes, uh, but you just have to get them to the exit without them dying you uh-huh. uh, to get so many out of the level to pass it. So it's very lemmings ish. You know. But it looks cute as anything. You know, it's all like cardboard boxes for levels and stuff. Right. You know, bits of string and like for instance the um like a lot of the machines that you have to bypass are like wheels with thumbtacks on, you know, sort of stuff you would find in an office or whatever, or bit with right. bits of sellotape on to keep it all together and yeah. You know, so it's, 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 it's kind of artistically, it looks great. You know, they've done a really good, and it looks fantastic on the iPad. You know, it looks really, really sharp and what have you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so far it's not really been that challenging. I'm on about level seven or eight. So I'm, you know, and I think there's about 30 levels on it. Yeah. But I'm making my way through it and I'm, I'm kind of for free. You can't complain, can you? You know, oh, it's, sure. it's a free game. So band together, you know, it's a recommendation for free. Uh, it's Maybe iPad only, sure. by the way. So it's, it's not on the iPod or the iPhone. Yeah. It's just iPad only. But uh...
3: I got used to that. It's all right. All the cool hey, games are inaccessible fr- to me. Uh, the last thing I'm going to talk
2: about, I haven't played this, but uh, after last week's show, and you know, we're talking about Daisy. Daisy,
3: yeah.
2: Day Z, whatever you want right, to call it. Right. Uh, I was telling Glenn, who works with me, he's a massive PC gamer. So I was talking to him about it and said, oh, have you seen this cool game called DayZ, and it's a mod of Armour 2, and it, it's uh, this cool, like, Walking Dead simulation zombie survival game. Right, so right. I was like, no, I've not heard of that. What's all that about? So I sort of described it to him. He's like, yeah. And he, he was he's, like, a really hardcore PC gamer, you know. Uh love Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl, and there's a lot of survival ele- elements in that game. So he was like, yeah, I'll be up for that, I'll be up for that. Anyway, I was talking to him today. I went into uh, Exton where he works, and he was like, hey, shoot, shoot! guess what I bought? Guess what I bought? Oh, so snap. So I said, oh, what did you get? And he's like, "Day day's head, baby. Right? So I was like, all right. How are you finding it? It's fucking horrible. And really? Said, yeah, right. So I said, what do you mean? He said, it is, he said, it is nails.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
2: He's, he's, lo- he's loving it, right? Oh. But he it's said,
0: horrible,
3: just very difficult.
2: Is, uh, He said this game takes absolutely no prisoners. He said this is probably the hardest game you'll ever play. Uh, he said literally right. He said he's never he's never managed to. It's persistent, so it's yeah. a totally persistent world. So it's going twenty four seven, never stops. Right? right? He hasn't figured out even how to save his game yet. Right? So he's not, and deep. he's not. He's not entirely sure you can." Yeah, so he's not 100 percent sure you can actually stop playing. <laughs> right? So
3: he that would said, "Drive me crazy,
2: man." Oh, you would. I'm not kidding you, dude. You would hate this game. Of course,
3: I would hate that game. So he said, "I had trouble with Sacred 2, man." He said, "To put it into perspective,
2: right?" He said, "Every single key on the keyboard does something." Oh wow. He said, "He said I haven't even figured out how everything works." He said right, for instance, right? He said, "All oh, he said, as I would explained to him, all you spawn with is bandages and a torch. Right? That's all yeah. you have." He said, to turn the torch on, first of all, you have to take it out of your backpack. Then yes. you have to attach it to your tool belt. And only once you've attached it to your tool belt can you actually turn it on. So you've got to do three things just to turn your torch on, right? Uh-huh. He said, and as soon as you turn your torch on, the first thing you hear is... Uh. <laughs> so he said, as soon as you turn it on, if there's any zombies in the vicinity... And he said, and he said what you don't conceive either... He said, because of the game, obviously, setting this post-apocalyptic zombie infection, whatever, he said, there's no streetlights in the game. He said, so when you spawn on the beach, you can hear the sea coming in behind you. You can just see the stars and the moon, and that is the only light you have. Wow. He said, and you literally cannot see. I think he said, it is pitch dark, right? He said, and you turn the torch on, and you get this, obviously, this round circle of light in front of you so you can actually see where you're going. But he said, as soon as you do that, the zombies are on you, and you're dead yeah right. so he said that was my first experience of the you know, game it's... right he said
3: it sounds great how do i get this game
2: he said and that happened about four times right so he yeah. said and then the third time he said i just pegged it without turning the torch and i just ran for it right and he said and i found like a highway and there was a bit more light so i could see and he said and i'm running down the highway he said and i turned on my torch so i could see where i was going and he said and then we're dead again right
0: oh, <laughs> he said,
2: and then he said i'm reading on the forums and it's like whatever you do don't run down the highway with your torch on. He's like. Oh,
3: now you tell me.
2: Oh, shit. So he said that happened. Um, but. said it's a funny hissy noise? What's that?
3: Yeah. The Duchess turned on the water. I'm in the basement. So... Oh, is that what
2: that is? How yeah. weird.
3: Sorry. It's the snakes that I bought.
2: Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So. So, yeah. So he's he's sort of. Enjoying it in a masochistic kind of way, and he thinks he's gonna. Re- Sounds like
3: there's no other way to enjoy it.
2: I felt a bit guilty because obviously he's gone out and bought this, and it cost him twenty five quid uh, for yeah. stuff he needed. And and also the other thing he said is kind, of, which is cool. He said, "You have like he said, there's a diagram of your body at the side of the screen.
0: Yeah,
2: and he said obviously if you break a bone or whatever it is, it shows up on this diagram. Or if you get shot or get bitten or whatever, it all. Well,
3: your health is regenerating, right?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No, you've got to use bandages, morphine, whatever you can get your hands on. Uh... And so yes, he's he's sort of enjoy he thinks he's gonna enjoy it. Tomorrow he's on the on the day off and he said literally I'm just gonna play it all day and see what happens. Yeah. You know, I'm going to really put some time into it, get my head around all the controls that I need to do, and see if I can get there. So, so I'll keep, I'll keep giving you updates. So even though I'm not playing it, I'll give you updates on how he's getting on in the game and whether he sticks with it and what happens yeah. to him, and you know, if any cool stuff happens. So hopefully, we should have some interesting stuff coming out of him. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm pleased he sort of went for it, and I think he didn't seem disappointed, but he was like, "This game is nails." He said, "This is seriously hardcore." He said. He said, he's, he said I can't imagine a normal person liking this game.
0: He said,
2: <laughs> yeah. he said it is very, very difficult. So uh, Throwing down the gauntlet, man. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, honestly, it sounds like um, Dark Souls would be small fry compared to it, to be honest. Yeah. It does. It really does sound like Dark Souls is small fry. And the fact, and I haven't, I was going to Google it before tonight, so the fact that you might not be able to save and you've just got to keep, either leave, find a safe house, hole up and leave your computer running so you don't yeah. start your game again. Is is even crazier? <laughs> that's yeah, it is. crazy it's hardcore. Right. There'll be people just like living in this world twenty four seven, where it's like the real world. I'm surviving.
0: <laughs> so, yeah,
2: yeah. so, anyways, uh, I'll keep you updated. Anyway, and that's it for me. That's all my stuff. So, what have you been up? Oh, uh, Yeah. Any anything uh, interesting this week come out? Anything you know, kind of cool or anything maybe?
3: Nothing really comes to mind here. I mean, <laughs> you know what? I screwed up with this DLC. Really? I should not have, like, gorged myself on nothing but Skyrim for a week before it came out. That's not the way you're supposed to do this. It's supposed to be the excuse you have to return to the world of Skyrim. Uh, well, of course it is. It's like, uh, oh, I've not played it for a while. Ooh, the DLCs oh, the DLC. I know, up. I know, I know. Oh, dude, but... i played it solid for the last 12 months. I'm just going to play some more. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I wanted the story to be enough to carry it, and it really isn't, and I should, have ex- I should have known that. But on the other hand, I mean, look, I don't regret what I said in the review. If people want to know more, okay, first of all, if people don't know what we're talking about, Dawnguard came out. It's the newest DLC for Skyrim it's the only dlc so far for skyrim. Uh it's it's good. Like it's over it's generally very good. Like I'm not going to lie. It's more skyrim. Um and I stand by what I said on the website. Like it is pretty disappointing. The story is somewhat interesting but not really as good as I would have hoped. Um the new areas are intriguing and there's one part that's really cool but by and large, it's nothing too remarkable, which, whatever. I didn't expect the areas to be very interesting because there's only so much that you can do with the areas, right? Um, and pe- and you haven't played this, but, you know, if people have been to Blackreach in Skyrim, there's a place that's a lot like Blackreach. So it's sort of that same kind of huge cavernous type thing, but that that's impressive for 20 minutes, you know what I mean? So, you have to spend, like, two hours there.
2: So obviously, like, you know, in oblivion the biggest bit of dlc that ever came for that was the shivering isles
3: right
2: which was totally different to to the normal game you know I, I, mean? I
3: still haven't played that like, yeah go back and do that, you should but... do
2: because see what they did brilliantly well with the shit and and i think they made I'm, I'm almost sure they made a thing saying at the time it took them that long to make the shivering isles it, it eventually wasn't really worth the the investment yeah. you know for them and they said it would never really make. I mean, because it's about a 30-hour expansion. It's it's massive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shivering House. and it's its own thing on its own. And all the plant life's completely different. All the buildings are totally different. It is like another version of Oblivion or Skyrim yeah, or whatever. You know, it's yeah. its own little ecosystem. And it had loads of cool side. Not only the main quest, but there were loads. It was almost like a mini version of Oblivion. It had all its own little side missions going on, and some of those were really cool. You know, there was a lot of stuff to do in in Shivering and I think I probably put about thirty five hours into that alone. You know, just on that game, yeah. You know, and that and I, and I think they've sort of learned not learned a lesson, unfortunately, but from from their point of view, they well, decided right. they had to step yeah. back when
0: it comes to
2: the yeah. DLC,
3: which I understand. And I mean, this is much more integrated into the world of Skyrim, which is nice in some ways, but it also the biggest shortcoming I think it has is that it it. it it basically says, I mean, you know, the quest system in in both Oblivion and Skyrim is, when you finish one part of the quest, it says the next part's over here. Now go do that, and and it's very easy to sort of streamline yourself into just doing the quest missions. Blah 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 blah. But the game really shouldn't be played like that because to get the most out of it, you should take your time. You should talk to the NPCs, et cetera, et cetera. And I recognize that I didn't do that, and that's my bad for not doing that. And you know, I suppose we could say that. I actually have more to look forward to when I go back to Skyrim at some point and I do some of that extra stuff. Um, that said, you know, there are some interesting characters. Um, some of the moments in it are really cool. So I'll admit that um, it's it's definitely worth playing. If you love Skyrim, you've probably already played it. And if you like Skyrim or you, you know, you need a little break before you get this, I don't blame anybody who waits to get it on discount. Um, so, yeah. Now, here's what I... Th- I said this at the end of the review, and I, I stand by this. I think this is a good point. It would be risky for uh, a game developer to do this, but I think that if anybody can make it work, it's Bethesda. Uh, you make a DLC that's just a new... It's, it's a new area that has a lot of little stories lying around waiting to be discovered. And there's no one quest line that says you have to do this now, and then you have to do this, and then you have to do this. Instead, the main quest line is... Explore this place, check it out, and see what's going on here. Yeah, but I think
2: the Shivering Isles did that to a certain extent. Of course, it, did. It, it. Of Maybe course, it did. had a main story. Of course, yeah. it did, right. uh, which you worked through. Uh, but but there were lots of side quests within that, and some of the side quests were just. Very inventive, very clever, yeah. very cool. You know, you felt like they'd put a massive amount of effort and time into that game to make it as cool as it was. You know, for DLC, I mean, yeah. the, I mean, the classic more was an expansion, I guess, than DLC. Right. Uh, but yeah, they, you could tell they'd put a lot of thought and effort and time and creativity oh, sure. and all that kind of stuff. I have got a question about Dawn Guard. One of the guys all who right, I work it. with is a massive Skyrim fan. He's right. bought the Dawn Guard uh, DLC. Good job! came to me today and went, Stu, Stu, I've got a question I've Got a question for you. You might be able to help me. Go question. I was like, yeah, yeah, what's that, Andy? And he went, uh, I've got the Dawn Guard DLC. How do you start it? I've got it, <laughs> but I've no idea how to start no, it. It's funny,
3: actually, I have that same problem because, okay, in the Fallout DLC, it always comes with a radio signal. Yeah? Yeah. And it's like you have this thing, this guy's looking for help. Um, in Oblivion, Chivenhiles, what happened with that? It says after about, it had to be 24
2: hours in-game time yeah. And then you get, you know, on those, like, uh, things at the bottom to instruct you or tell you about something. And he said, a strange doorways appeared on an island just off the coast of Ceredale right, or whatever. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I did yeah.
3: do the very, very beginning of Shipping Isles. So I do remember that. So
2: you got it. Crikey.
3: Oh, yeah, I have it. I've just never actually wow. played so, it. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and it
2: was, like, so, go to the map. Right. your map. So off you went and you found it. So no yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <clears throat> um, and in, in this one, I was, like, I was stressed out because I was wandering around. I'm like, what's going on? You know, I expected something like that. A courier maybe to run up and say, hey, I've been looking for you. Um, No, you have to go to a city. You have to pass someone. I believe any guard will do when you come into the city for the first time. Who says, oh, I hear they're starting up the dong guard again. Uh, Maybe I should take a look or something like that. And then the second time I played it through... Someone came up to me right after that and said, hey, you look like you're capable. You want to join the Ga- Dawn Guard or whatever? Now, that might have been because I was in Riften, which is the city closest to the castle where the whole thing goes on. Right. But it might have been just luck. Or so it is a little bit random. It doesn't point you in the right
2: direction or tell you how to do it.
3: It's, it's like a lot of quests. In, a lot of quests are started that way. You overhear someone saying something. And then it sort of says, "Hey, talk to this person." Oh no, it's I mean, Mass Effect this...
2: Three all over again.
3: Well, no, but I mean, that's that's what um, that's how the Dark Brotherhood uh, storyline gets started, uh, and yeah, you know the yeah. the Thieves Guild sort of gets started that way too. The guy just comes up to you in the marketplace. He's like, "Hey, bull, right? Okay, I get that within the game.
2: That's fine, you know, because you you, you paid for the whole game, and you'll just right. across those quests by random, right. whatever. But when you paid additional money for some DLC, and you're having to look on the internet to figure out how to start it up."
3: Hey, I hear you. Yeah, that would be I do too, And I think that's kind of yeah. silly, but uh, it's a minor element. Uh, it was kind of annoying. But the thing that annoyed me the most, and you maybe you read this on the review, was that I saw some Thalmor coming out of the castle when I first arrived, yeah. and I was like, Thalmor, die always! And apparently that was a really bad idea because that made everyone assume that I was hostile to them, and I couldn't even get started on the DLC at all. So I had to reload a save, which was very annoying. That's funny. But maybe that's... And it might have been a glitch of some kind, but it might have also been like, you are not allowed to hate the Thalmor. But then it was weird that it never came up again. So, I don't know.
2: I think it was more likely because you've been an asshole.
3: (laughs) But I'm was. But i always an asshole to the Thalmor. And in fact, in certain parts of the main storyline, you're supposed to be. So, I don't really know. I mean, the Thalmor are not... There aren't many people hated in the world of Skyrim more than the Thalmor. I mean, even the Daedra and the evil demonic beast creatures, they're, like, pretty cool because they give you weapons and stuff. But the Thalmor are just assholes all the time.
2: You see, it doesn't mean enough to me, because I've only played 30 hours, so...
3: People who have played know what I'm talking about. Hey, people out listening there, come on, big ups. Hating the Thalmor? That's right. I hate the Thalmor, you hate the Thalmor, everybody hates the Thalmor. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the only thing I've been playing. No, I know. You've got a list of stuff. What's up with
2: that, man? I know.
3: Uh, I've been playing two games on Facebook lately. Dude, wow. what the hell? I know. One of them is Chinny's fault, thanks, Chinny, because he mentioned on the Overseas Connection that he's been playing the City social game on Facebook. And he said that it's pretty cool. And I'm I don't know. I have problems with a lot of Facebook games, but I thought, okay, maybe they did this right. And they kinda did. Uh it's fun. It's 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 I mean, you know, every Facebook game, especially those from Zynga, and I don't know if this is related to Zynga or not, but they all have a pretty standard pattern, which is you set up your thing and then you add things to it, and you spend energy, which is a lightning bolts, and then money, which is a money bag, and then like uh, products which is in a crate in this case and then diamonds uh, to to make new things and upgrade stuff and it keeps going like that and of course the whole trick that they want you to do is is to buy more energy or diamonds or whatever it is because at some point you're going to reach a, a, a wall and you're not going to be able to do anything until you have more energy which with which you can Change things and get more diamonds, and then you can finally upgrade your train station. What, you mean like, what, microtransactions in a Facebook game? Are you sure? Exactly. It's all about the microtransactions. So that's kind of... I mean, I don't mind that so much. The thing that I mind most is that it's trying so hard to get me to annoy my friends with this. And it's... I have people on my Facebook feed who spam the crap out of it with cast, Hidden Castle or whatever the hell. I don't know what these games are. And it's just... It's really annoying, especially when this stuff comes up on my notification. So I think a friend has responded to something I've said and it just says, so-and-so wants you to give them parts in whatever vampire wars. I don't even know what the hell it is. So that's annoying because I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? And I accidentally published something to my feed and I'm like, no, no, no. And I had to go and change it to only I can see it, which fortunately you can do with most stuff on Facebook. So anyway, whatever. It's kind of fun. And if you play SimCity social, you can spam me. You can send me requests and things. Cause I don't mind. I'm playing it. So, Go ahead and ask away. Um, yeah, but don't be spamming it to everybody on your feed. Uh, the other thing I played on Facebook, because I have a friend in uh, that I, I know from back in the day, uh, he sent me a request on You Don't Know Jack, and I played it on Facebook. And you know what? It really works well there, because each round is like five minutes maybe. There's five questions and then a couple of bonus things here and there. And it ranks you with your friends, and it's totally asynchronous, but it's – it's a good platform for that, you know what I mean? The console one that they put out recently, that was a bad idea because it was a good fit for the PS1 back in the day, but yeah. it's not a good fit for the Xbox 360 and the PS3, you know what I mean? It just doesn't work there. So doing it on Facebook is a good idea because they really got a good, like I said, they have a good platform for it. That's good. So, if you, you know, it's fun little trivia. And it's still kind of stupid and annoying because it's so based on, like, this smarmy humor and it, it, the jokes are often very laborious, and you know exactly what the joke's gonna be as soon as he starts making it, but you have to sit there and listen to him make the joke, and you're just like, come on, move on to the next question, would you? I think the, I think the trouble is for me.
2: Um, I do, I do have my, well, it's funny, I do have my own Facebook, but it's linked to the Veteran Gamers Facebook, because you have yeah. to have a personal one to create yeah. a forum you one or whatever.
3: And game.
2: I only use it for Veteran Gamers stuff, so I don't play any of this stuff, because Ginny yeah. would yeah. just whinge at me and go, yeah, shouldn't be doing that, so it's just for you that now, is it, or whatever. And yeah, I get yeah, loads yeah. of grief off him, so yourself. I, yeah, so I don't bother.
0: Yeah, I
3: don't blame you, I mean, I don't know, I like Facebook because it lets me keep in touch with, like, People that I can't, you know, email is kind of an antiquated thing these days. Not totally, but, you know, for the most part, just sort of casual stuff. It's a good way to sort of centralize all of that. So whatever. You know, uh, I I, have, not... I haven't got time for that. Yeah, and I hear you, but, I mean, especially compared to Reddit, it's nothing. It's like five minutes of a day, maybe, I'm on Facebook. So, I don't know, whatever. Uh, yeah, by the way, though, I, I haven't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, my you God, were, you, were you were prompting really, me for really. a sound clip. <laughs> Let's try that again. Take two. Okay, here we uh, go. So, yeah, Facebook is great. I really like yeah. I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. There you go. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, on my iPod, I've been hey, playing... But, in hey, hey, that,
2: that is stopping in.
3: <laughs> yes, it Yeah.
2: Is. Anyway, carry on.
3: Right. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, would, I don't remember why, but for some reason I was on my iPod and I was like, I wonder what new games are free and popular on the iPod. And there's this game called Flow, which is really simple and really silly and kind of dumb, but it's really addictive it's as it's well.
2: the Pipe Mania thing, a bit like the thing off Bioshock.
3: It's sort of, yeah. Uh, you, What you have is a grid. It starts off as like 4x4 four four or something and then it gets to 9x9, nine 12x12. Nine, yeah. You know, different colored dots, so you'll have a pair of blue dots, a pair of red dots, a pair of yellow dots, and the goal is to connect them with pipes and there's usually only one way to do it with all of them, especially in the early levels. But eventually you'll have many different ways you can do it. And then the trick becomes using all of the space, which is an interesting challenge because then you got to do some circuitous routes and stuff. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of fun. It's stupid. I, I don't, you know, once you go through all the free levels, they'll be asking you, do you want to buy some new packs of games? And I don't think I'll be giving them any money, but who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll keep going with it. Uh, it's a nice little diversion. It's very quick. It loads quickly. It lets you listen to your music while you're playing it. So it's nice and unobtrusive. Yeah, I know. It uh, sounds cool. Yeah, I've been playing some Red Dead Redemption still. And yeah. let me tell you something. You know what? Those newspapers are pretty funny, man. I, I didn't read them very carefully the first time through. And I, don't, I didn't definitely didn't know the characters very well when I was first starting out. So when I saw a news article about like Wes Dixon, for instance, the first time I was playing it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that guy I'm supposed to go meet at some point. But now that I've played the whole game, obviously, and I'm the second time through, you catch a lot more of those references and stuff. So I, I really enjoy those newspapers that I'm picking up here and there. And the game is still awesome. You know, I'm finally getting to the part where you have the Deadeye, which it takes a while to get to that. So it's quite nice to have that. Do you know, that, that was like me
2: in Assassin's Creed 2, though. You forget how long it takes to get to those things because yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, I'll be in Venice in no time. 15 hours later, I got to Venice. <laughs> and I was like,
3: crap. I didn't realize I had to do all that before I got to Venice. Yeah, it sucks having to do a whole lot of stuff, especially when you're doing a second time through and you want it to be quick. Yeah. Ain't nobody yeah. got time for this. Exactly. That was yeah. that was better that time. On point. I played uh, Modern Warfare 2 with Rob Finch, which was, you know, I don't know what it was, but I guess I was just getting so mad at playing Modern Warfare 3 with entire teams of people who are also coordinated, and like I said last time with Ghost Recon, Future Soldier, if you don't have a team, and you're in a, you know, you're going up against a team, you're going to have a really hard time, because they're coordinated, and you're not, and you can't communicate with people on your team, because nobody has microphones. So, the thing that sucks on Modern Warfare 3 is, and talk about first world problems, uh, the <laughs> mercenary game modes, where everybody has, to, you can't be on a team with anyone else, everyone, it's sort of everyone gets shuffled from team to team every round, the mercenary game modes, they bundle in Team Deathmatch and Kill Confirmed and Domination. So you can't always play the game mode you want to play if you want to do the Mercenary style. And it's so frustrating as I was like, I got really annoyed with several games in a row on the Team Deathmatch because I kept ending up in lobbies where there were just these huge teams that were dominating the team I ended up on. And so I was like, I'm going to do some Mercenary stuff. And then I was like, here, play Domination. I'm like, I don't want to play Domination. These maps are too small for controlling areas of them and blah, blah, blah. So that was frustrating. So I went to Modern Warfare 2, which is always – it's like putting on a comfortable, delicious shoe made out of chocolate or something Um, because it's a great game. And I played some with Rob Finch, and I really like Modern Warfare 2 because my M16 still works there. But then I realized that I actually also like in Modern Warfare 3 how you could have uh, cold-blooded on, and you could still have some stopping power because you don't need that perk always like you do in Modern Warfare 2, blah, 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 whatever. Who cares? But a lot of people still enjoy
2: going back to the original Modern Warfare. Do you ever do that anymore?
3: Sure. I've never done that. Uh, mostly probably because I got the gold uh, cross. I, I prestiged as much as you can prestige. Right. And oh no, don't tell modern... me the, you
2: you ran out of sort of carrots to get. <laughs> in a way. Oh no, that
3: can not I lost oh, well, yeah, yeah, it. That's yeah, that. it No, yeah, what the, no. the original Modern Warfare or in Modern Warfare Two anyway. So yeah, but, I, I don't know. I might go back at some point because do you not <laughs> think to
2: a certain extent that I said something about you though.
3: Of course, this is something about it's, me. It's, I want to pursue. Yeah, you're literally only doing that rinse, repeat,
2: just to get those achievements. All well, in.
3: I'm attracted by shiny new things. Tell me, you're not attracted by shiny I'm new things?
2: Shiny new different things.
3: Oh yeah, shiny. Hey, the golden skull that I will eventually get in Modern Warfare 2 is different. It's different, but it's, it's still different from the thing, the symbol I have right now.
2: It's just the emperor's new clothes. What are you going on about?
3: So is whatever. So is the latest <laughs> dumb game from Japan. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's what I've been playing.
2: Water and all that Skyrim
3: in the basement. I'm going into Blackreach right now. God damn, this place is enormous. Oh,
0: I'll
3: tell you this. I am not doing the Crimson Nern route. Oh, wait. No, no, no. No, because that's not attached to a, an achievement. I was going to say, this is going to be my first game and probably only ever where I get both a thousand gamer score upstairs and a platinum trophy downstairs. I've got a Just a
2: minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. Right. So, okay. 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 Just a minute. Let's just, just step back. I
3: overdosed on Skyrim. No. guard make me angry. Now uh, I'm going back to see it. what are you doing? Turn that freaking game off. Just turn it off. That's not the way I want to put it. Look, when we're doing... Hang on a second. When we're doing the show, I'm paying... I mean, don't... I've had it paused for like half an hour because I've been talking about what I've been doing. Okay? But here's the thing. I could play... I could play nothing. That's not an option. I could play Modern Warfare 2, which as I've said is you can't pause it. So I'm always like, ah, I'm dying while I'm talking. Uh, and then I got Uncharted 3. I had to give you my full exactly, attention.
2: I do, because obviously <laughs> you pay attention. So but, right, look, <laughs> seriously, right, put put The Witcher 2 back in and get some Witcher 2 played and see what you think, because I think you would love it if you got into that. game. I mean, you need something. You need you need another RPG, because that's what you love, right? But you need... To- Redemption's
3: kind of an RPG. Yeah, it is. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you. It's no, a- I agree with you. It's kind of silly. Oh, here's the thing. I just today got Special Ops the line, so I'm actually going to play that before I play Witcher 2, because... I keep re- – I don't even read them. I've been seeing a lot of reviews that say some very uh, interesting things uh, about the story.
2: Yeah, apparently it's very good. Apparently, it's not brilliant, but the story is really well-, well. That's
3: the thing is I'm curious because I saw the headline of a New York Times piece that reviewed it that said it has echoes of Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, which uh, makes me very interested to know more. Uh, now, I hope I'm not getting my expectations up too high because Lord knows in the past I've said, okay, this game might not be the greatest mechanically, uh-oh. but the story supposed to be good there's a chance that may come for me. I've said,
2: I've obviously sent The
3: Darkness 2 back. That's obviously on
2: my list. And, and obviously, I do the thing, and you should do this. It works really, really well, right? Is you put both formats. And if it's only story-based and you're not bothered about multiplayer, you just stick them both on. So I have PS3 and Xbox 360 versions on there of every game I want. And that yeah. I'm more likely to get the game I want, right? So that, that works really, really well.
3: Yeah, that's true. I, I just sit and wait for, like, three but, or four days for
2: Gamefly. To I, could, I, could easily, I could easily end up getting... Um, you know, lollipop chainsaw.
3: Or... <laughs> oh, God. You <laughs> so, know what's funny, though? Here's the interesting thing about that game is I've actually seen a number of reviews and comments on different forums where people are saying that in some ways it's kind of a feminist game and that the, the male protagonist is kind of objectified in, a, in an emotional way. That makes me think, like, okay, maybe it goes a little further than I don't know. I still think. Well, it's she kind does. Of a I mean, come on, Let, let's fest for let's, adolescent-minded males. Let's
2: put this into perspective. She runs around the game with her boyfriend's head dangling from her waist.
3: Yeah, she does.
2: Do you know what I mean? What does that tell you?
3: I know, I know, I know,
0: and That's I hear a pretty that.
3: empowering thing, you know, <laughs> for a woman. Sort of.
2: I mean, <laughs> in now, a really crazy, that, right. weird sort of way. Yes,
3: right, but that's counterbalanced by the fact that she's in a goddamn cheerleader outfit and the camera's peeking up her skirt every 5 seconds. So, you take, you know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, let's be fair. But whatever. I-, I haven't played it and I would need to play it before I really made a judgment. So, whatever.
2: Come on. We we know you're going to hate it anyway. Even if you played this <laughs> game, you would hate it.
3: But but yeah. I you know I come at things with an open mind. I really do give things a <laughs> chance. I do. Wait. No, no, no. Hang on a second though, because <laughs> there are some games that I came in like this is going to suck and then I actually end up liking them. So, i think you should give me that and i try you know No, Ele- now don't get me wrong a Ele- lot of times i'm proven right because my instincts are good no they're not though i think they i don't, are
2: i know i don't think you are. you are i don't think you're open-minded at all i think you're fairly black and white
3: what are you talking about did uh, you see my review of guard? if i were not open-minded how could i give anything skyrim related less than five stars
2: yeah i guess that is a good argument but it's I'm not dead. true but it's still not true because, because you prefer to see faults in things you like, but in my opinion, if you've already made up your mind you're not going to like something, I would guarantee 99% of the time you will not like it. Regardless of whether you can protect... Now I've got to think of a game where you're wrong about that. Wouldn't give it enough of a chance to see if you did.
3: You know what? Gears of War 3. You know that I hated the first two Gears of War. Yeah, but that's, not, that's, that's an irrelevant argument, because it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to not like the last one. Just but if I came I, to everything with that same attitude, like I'm making up my mind that I'm not going to like it, yeah. why would I give Gears of War 3 a chance?
2: I guess.
3: Which I did, and I ended up really liking the multiplayer.
2: I suppose.
3: So, you know, I, I, hey, I admit that it doesn't happen often, but every once in a while, it I... Does.
2: But I mean, you've got to do the big humble piping when that happens. And you don't mind like doing that.
3: <laughs> well, but I will, because I you know, I recognize when I'm banged to rights. But it's, I don't think it's going to happen with a lot of pop
2: exactly.
3: And it's certainly not going to happen to the other side or whatever the hell it's called. Look, Catherine, ma'am. <laughs> Catherine, please. Hey, very good. Anyway, anyway, maybe we should move on. you to- will come back to your
2: opinion anyway. Well, yeah. we, because of last... We've had some very unhappy people regarding your comments regarding Manic man. They
3: were not just my comments. Chini uh, was totally with uh, me on this. Uh, and uh, I have to suspect uh, now that you've poisoned Chini or somehow uh, disabled him so he couldn't be here to sorry. back me up uh, on this I'm
0: sorry. I, I'm
2: sorry. Right? Chini only made one comment though. And...
3: His comment was the same as that Duke's right about everything he yeah. says here. And, and as we all know, as much as we pretend
2: that Vlados is her own person we know the truth. and so Yeah, the de-
3: whatever. You know what? Everybody who's written <laughs> in it, you're upset about what I said about that stupid game. Let me just give you this piece of advice.
2: Shut you-
0: the hell up!
2: Just tell you. We'll come to that anyway. We'll get to uh, that. Emails and comments. I can't believe I'm to defend this position again. Oh, uh, well. Look, look, you you should have learned by now, right? That when people love something because they remember it from the childhood or whatever... Yeah, it's sacred, man. You can't diss stuff like that. You can't do it. Regardless of what you think of it now... I suppose I have that opinion about Final Fantasy VII and certain you other kind games. kind not dissing it, man, because that's like... You're trampling on people's memories, man. You yeah, know? but you know what?
3: All I'm saying is, and this is what I said last week, I think, you have to recognize... <laughs> the a piece of shit. You use your piece of shit soundbite. Right. What I'm saying is... Hang on a second. <laughs> you have to recognize that those are just your memories of the game, and that if you try to look at the game now... It doesn't hold up. Well, it so does. And that's the trouble. But you only played the very first level and probably did Well, no, no, no. Hang on a second, Stu. There's no way I'm going to have this connection to the game because I don't have... I never had that memory. So I can't connect with people who have fond memories of it. However, I've recognized that, like, for instance, back in the day, I thought uh, Dragon's Lair was the coolest thing ever. But then I go back and I look at it and I'm like, wow, that game kind of sucked because it wasn't at all clear what you were supposed to do, and you just died and that was it.
2: And it's even better now. You have to wave your arms around with uh, connected. It. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so that doesn't so that, quite
3: work. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like I have fond memories of that game, but I recognize now that it's not a great well, game.
2: I don't think that's I don't think that's strictly true in this case because as much as the graphics are crap, right? And they are because I mean we're talking about a game that came I know,
3: out. I not of- that was never my concern. Was the and game.
2: the music? The music is kind of cool for all sort of eight bit <laughs> music or whatever. It is kind of cool and tink uh. and. I'm not even
3: going to argue with it. Well, anyway, that That
2: aside, but the platforming elements still are solid. There are solid platforming elements in that game. So
3: far as you push left and the guy goes left, yeah, but, I mean, that's not an achievement.
2: Well, that was you doing a platformer game. That's what you do. That's what every platformer game does. Either go left or right and jump. And that's, that's, that's
3: why a- I'm so bored with platformers, and that's, that's probably that, that, part of this too. I don't
2: disagree with you, but. I can't
3: believe we're still fighting about this.
2: Yeah, well, we'll be fighting more later. So let's save it till later when we get the comments right, out. Let's save defend- it till later.
3: So- let's talk about a new game that we're probably going to disagree
2: on. You can defend yourself against the listeners later. Oh, okay. Um, so, anyway, talking of indie picks, I guess it's time to do this week, so who knows? Let's do it! it! Let's
0: do it. Indie game. Review. Man. Review.
1: One of the best webcomics about video games is Penny Arcade, which has spawned a very popular blog on the series of conventions known as PAX. I enjoy the comic strip very much, but I am still mad with the Penny Arcade guys for the glib contempt with which they responded to the critics of the 2010 Dick Wolves comic. I won't go into it here, but if you'd like to know more please visit debacle.tumblr.com. In 2008 Hothead Games came out with a pair of games starring Gabe and Tycho, the authors and protagonists of the comic. The series was called, Penny Arcade Adventures, On Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness. When Hothead moved their attention to Deathspank, there was no more game to be had. However, recently the indie developer Zeboyoid Games, who also made Breath of Death V.I.I. and Two saves The World stepped in and made episode 3. This is a classic RPG in every sense of the world, except for the writing. It's a comedy game, through and through. Alas, like most other video games they put humor first, death spank, brutal legend, you don't know Jack, the enjoyment of the game depends crucially on whether or not you're laughing. The graphics are right out of Dragon Warrior on the original NES. The sound is cute and the sprites are, well, they're a bit. You run around fighting things and gathering loot, and then buy better stuff to take on stronger enemies. Fairly standard. Penny Arcade Adventures on Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness 3 is 400 Microsoft Points on Xbox Indie Games. Bloodoss is out like a slow runner on third base.
3: There you go. And uh, um, just for the, sorry for the record, uh, that's Breath of Death Seven. Cthulhu saves the world. That's right. And I believe his name is Tycho, not Taicho. Yeah. Vladis has a weird pronunciation.
2: Okay. I mean, to be honest with you, Quam- uh, Quamrian sent me this and said, "Oh, you, this is on the indie games. Really weird. This, you know, the new Penny Arcade games coming out on the indie games. You might want to check it out or whatever." Yeah. So yeah. I didn't actually play it before I sent the suggestion in. So I haven't. So this is, you know, the first time I played it, and it's it's very wordy, isn't it? There's a lot of text pretty. to read, and I felt it was a bit pretentious. If I'm being oh, really it's honest, very
3: pretentious, no doubt. Because the sh- the the web comic is kind of pretentious, which is okay, but I think that's kind of what people have come to expect, and that's what this indie developer is definitely all about because it's all about making kind of smarmy connections to old classic games, and and also sort of, they're they're very much in the sort of geek culture, I know so much about all this esoteric stuff, I feel yeah. so proud of myself. You know, it felt to be a bit,
2: it almost felt that they were making whatever jokes and laughing at you, rather than you're meant to be laughing with them.
3: You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> it's like... If you're, if you're cool enough to, or, you know, nerdy yeah, enough exactly. in that tiny circle, then you're going to be laughing with them. Otherwise, they're totally laughing at you, and it's just like, eh. Yeah, I didn't get it at
2: all. I mean, I... I just didn't get it. I mean, the first time I played it, I didn't actually get to the combat section at all. Yeah. And then I played it again just to see what the combat was like. And it was all right. I mean, it was very classical turn-based sort of RPG combat, really. Yeah,
3: but but even then, like, and I, I'm not trying not to be too hard on it because, you know, it has a lot of the elements I like about an RPG. But that said, uh, the animations of the combat were so weak, It's like, well, they didn't even go up to the enemy; it just went to bait, and then right, exactly. Which okay, maybe maybe that allows for more adaptability in terms of like where the enemies are placed on the field or whatever. But even so, like the dude would jump out and then like do like three punch moves, and it's just stupid. Throw him showing or show him throwing one fluid punch and then have it impact the enemy at the exact moment that the guy punches. But that's not what happened. He would jump out, wave his arms around a little bit, jump back, and then the impact would show up on the enemy, which is just stupid. It's little things like that that make this a really not great game. You see,
2: and they want 400 points for it, which is a maximum you can charge on the... Oh, sure, sure. I just think it's a kind of a weird thing to happen, because obviously the other two games released on the Xbox Live Arcade. And... Um, they looked obviously a lot better than this looks. You know, oh, they, sure, the
3: same people who made Death Spankets. Yeah, these were like, yeah, really high quality. You know, graphics, at least. But you'd have so to I look mean, look. I
2: don't. I don't know how this relationship works with Penny Arcade and the developer, and and how all that sort of comes about. They the day. probably
3: just said, like, yeah, you can do a, show, a game
2: But did about they do it. that, or were they looking for someone to do it? And that was the, you know, and I'm not. I don't want to be too down on the developer because I think Cthulhu, I would be very
3: surprised if they went to him.
2: Yeah, but why would they? Why would they? Why would they go? Yeah, why not? Why not the next because in they... our? No, no. But listen, let's let's put this into perspective, right? The next in our series of games, two of which have released Xbox Live Arcade titles. Yeah, just do it as an indie game, it'd be fine.
3: But but if they didn't, well, hold on a second. First of all, because it wasn't it wasn't it was originally on Steam, so it wasn't like they made this for Xbox. X- okay, so it's
2: been it's been ported. Oh, I didn't realize that. It
3: has, yeah, and I can see them. You know, I mean, they dedicate most of their time to the blog, the comics, and the conventions, right? So I can see this being a type of thing where even the people who made the first two were probably just like, hey, we'd like to do this thing. We'd like to tie it in. We think it would be cool to take you guys and make you, you know, you're, you're fictional characters in the comic already. We'd like to make an RPG silliness about you and them going, okay, sure, why not, you know? And and then, you know, when that fizzled out, they were like, all right, whatever. It was fun while well, it lasted, but it's no big loss now that it's not around anymore. This person comes along and says, hey, I, I like to pick up the franchise. It's good for me because people are familiar with the characters and stuff, and I think I can do it well. Which, according to some of the press I've seen about this game, he has done it well, according to people who like that kind of humor. And some of the writing they say is good, so uh, whatever. I, 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 it didn't work for me, but... If other people like it, hey, more power to it.
2: I I did think it looked kind of endearing. I like the graphics and I I like that sort of old 8-bit styling graphics. I like that.
3: You know. There's a lot of good stuff about it. And I think, like I said, the, the mechanics of like running around and doing the stuff that you do in an RPG, I always liked that sort of thing. So I wasn't too worried about that, but. I don't know. You know, it's probably done fairly
2: well on Steam, but I guess on the indie games on the Xbox Live, okay, there's no real advertisement for any of these games. Oh, sure. You know, unless you're in the Summer Uprising or the Winter Uprising or whatever it is, you don't really get a lot of publicity on there.
3: And even then, you're not really And then, a whole lot anyway. And then
2: if you charge 400 points, it has got to be amazing for people to be willing to fork out that sort of cash See, on, a, on and an here's indie the game. the thing.
3: I mean, I think uh, there are enough people who are just in love with... The webcomic and the blog and the whole PAX culture. I mean, it's a you know, it, look. If if we put out a veteran gamers game, we probably have a, a, a thousand, two thousand people who would probably just check it out on the name alone. You know what I mean? Possibly, I guess. I mean that's a that's a liberal estimate, but I mean, I'm saying, give an idea of that times a thousand, and you've got what PAX is, right? I mean, PAX is a big deal, and there's a lot of people who feel very connected to that brand, for lack of a better term. And so I think when this game is trying, what this game is trying to do is sort of just sort of piggyback on that. And this guy who develops kind of cute, kind of silly, kind of dumb role playing games on the indie games and Steam, obviously, uh, he's probably just sort of riding that wave of popularity, which, you know, more power to him, I suppose. Yeah, I,
2: I can probably see it from that point of view. And like I said, I wasn't aware that I had come out on Steam first, so he's probably already got a bit of a following anyway. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I guess. And the guy obviously has made indie games on the Xbox Live.
0: Yeah, but they're okay. So uh, yeah,
3: and I remember Quanran at one point being like, "Hey, you should check out Breath of Death because it's an old style turn-based RPG." And I gave it a look, and I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of cute. It does have that classic RPG style, and I could see myself at some point if I get really hungry for my RPG fix. Although, actually, Avadon will probably scratch that more than anything. Um I could see myself at some point going through and playing that because yeah, and Cthulhu Saves the World was pretty good to be honest, and that was in one of the. That was it, or whatever was. Yeah, well, whatever it was. Right? Yeah,
2: well, so so it that went. that was kind of a cool game. But yeah, I mean unless, my my opinion would be unless you absolutely love packs and you love yeah. penny arcade and all that stuff, you're probably not going to be that bothered about this game. I think oh, you've got to yes. really be in with the in crowd if that makes any sense. Oh sure. You know, and for me I'm I'm out of the in crowd. I don't I don't get I don't get the penny arcade thing anyway. I'm not really I don't really know enough about them to be honest. Yeah, apart, yeah. apart from the apart from packs. You know, I know all about packs and everything, but apart from that I really did know very little about Penny Arcade. Yeah. You know, I know they support a lot of good causes and all that kind of stuff, but They do. I don't really know much else. So, and
3: then one uh, you know, I, I I hate to be this guy, but I do want to echo what Gladys said about or Vladis, excuse me, uh, said about the whole Dick it, Wolves it, thing. It, like that was kind of screwed up and I still think I mean i think they're trying their best to do better now but they really screwed that up and and i really um i condemn them for their stupidity at that moment and i hope that they've learned something from that so that's all i'll say
2: okay right let's move on some newsy stuff then shall we? all
3: right here comes the news wait where's the sound clip for the news putting news first
2: Okay, I've got to. I've got to start by venting this week. I'm Uh-oh. very. I am. I'm, no, Let I'm. Let it
3: out. Let it out. Deep I'm rest.
2: only a bit angry. I'm really, really angry. I can go back to the Skyrim. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm listening. Because. Okay. Do you remember back when the the first episode of Walking Dead came out on PSN, and I was like, Oh yeah, oh, do
3: You were totally in love with that game. I man. am
2: totally. I still. They have... were supposed
3: to come out every month.
2: Well, that's that's the least of the issues. <laughs> that is seriously the least of my issues, right? Well,
3: is the second
2: one not good? Well, have I talked about it in what I've been playing? There's a reason. Say, a There's a reason why I haven't, and I'll come to that now. Oh, okay. so I paid for. Oh, me- I paid for my fifteen pound season pass. Oh, it's off. And you know. Oh, wait. Sorry. sorry, sorry. I was trying to
3: turn that off. Okay. Season pass, right? Season yeah, pass. It's all going
2: to be free. It's well, not free, but I'm, I'm getting some money off. Getting some money off for yeah. paying it up front. Giving them my money up front. So I pay. I've actually paid for this now. I've given them. One hundred. They There's have Well, no, it's only on the PSM where this was available. Uh-huh. So I have paid them my fifteen pounds for the whole lot, right? So I paid them. They've got my money. They've got it. Yeah. So it's in their bank, making them interest, not alone, no longer in my bank, making me interest. It's in their bank, making them interest, right? Right. And it's released on the Xbox, both here and in America, right? Yes. It's released in America on the PS3. No way. Well, in the European areas in the UK, it hasn't released on the date. We're at freaking place in the world, right?
3: What the hell is
2: that about? Charles well, is saying it's localization issues, and they'll get us a date and let us know as soon as they possibly can, right? Wow. And, and this is nearly a whole week ago now, and we've still heard not a sausage. I
3: don't blame you for being mad. That's crazy. You know, and I'm just like,
2: even if they'd have said, right, we're really sorry, it's going to take us five days, and then it'll be all right. And it, and it all comes back down to stupid, oh, God, I'm nearly swearing here, right, but it comes down to this stupid thing of uh, Sony being split up. Sometimes.
0: Sometimes.
2: It comes back down to Sony splitting their company up. So they have Sony Europe, yeah. Sony America, right? Sony Japan. Yeah. And they don't work in unison with each other. They don't work together. They work as com- almost completely separate entities. Deals that are available on Sony America aren't available in Europe. Deals are on Sony Europe aren't available in America, and so on and so forth. So they do all this weird sort of their own thing, like they're their own company, like within a company.
3: Now, to be fair, Stuart... <sighs> Nutella is a lot easier to get over there than it is to get here. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so you have to look on the bright side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know... Um, that I, is I, annoying, though, especially uh, for a game you love. Uh, if well, they put so out... Not- if Dongar was available everywhere in the world except here... Shit, be riots in the streets.
2: Well also what's annoying as well for me is like I don't want to get any spoilers and people are already talking. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear none of that shit. I don't wanna read no reviews. I just want yeah. to play the game. And apparently it's about four hours this one as well. It's a it's a much longer episode. The first one was about two. This is about four, apparently, to get through it. Oh, yeah. Uh but that's all I know about it, and I don't wanna know any more because apparently sure. it's darker and there's more crap going down and apparently it's really cool and I'm just like, why? Why? I'm so annoyed. And I'm just Uh, like, well, that's not the only thing that happened. I haven't told you the rest, right? So that happened. Really? There's more? There's more. Oh, my gosh. In America, there was a bug when it first launched that wouldn't allow people to launch the game. So they downloaded it, and it didn't work.
3: Oh, my goodness. And
2: (laughs) on the PC version, the same thing happened. So they had an an issue with the PC one with bugs and uh, and. And what happened on the PC version, you know, obviously, it's all about, as in Mass Effect, it's all about your character self-bringing over and decisions oh, you made. Sure. The first episode, obviously, dictate what happens in the second episode, to the third, to the fourth, to the fifth, etc. Oh, yeah. uh, that didn't work on the PC version when they launched the game. It was like a brand new game with no oh, previous And then to someone like, this is PC gamers for you. Uh, someone had put on, oh, and well, what you have to do is copy over such and such a folder and uh, yeah. replace the one in the new game with this folder from the first game. and all See,
3: of- and I'll tell you this, as annoying as that is, thank God you have someone there who can oh, tell you how to do but, that. Well, why should you have to do well, of course you shouldn't have to, but think about how annoying it would be on the Xbox if that happened. Oh, well, think how annoying it is that you can't play the game at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it might be more annoying if you could play the game... But then that thing was in the way. I mean, depending on how committed you were to your yeah, choices from the previous game.
2: Oh, big time. Well, we know what I'm doing. I'm playing two different versions of it. That's
3: right. Yeah. Making
2: different choices in both of them just to see how it plays. How are
3: you keeping it straight?
2: Oh, well, I've got them on two separate gamer tags, and I'm playing one, well, I'm, I'm doing it in a very black and white way, so on one I'm playing as I would play it, and on the other one I'm just picking what are the potentially worst yeah, worst decisions <laughs> possible, so it's a steep track.
3: You can come with me, I'll help you find your mother, option A. Option well, B is, wait, right. why don't you stay here and maybe someone will be along soon? That's... Option C is, I'm going to eat your nose
2: for dinner. Everybody, for instance, Ryan, this is probably a spoiler, I guess, this is a bit oh, of a spoiler, from the first... Wait! First...
0: Don't say anything yet. Warning! Warning!
2: Warning. Spoiler warning! So there's a there's a bit in the first game where there's a potential that someone's been bitten, right? Yeah. And and obviously you're having this huge heated argument as to what to do next, right? And obviously on my playthrough, on the, my proper one, I was sort of like. No, you can't. You can't do anything to these. We've no proof he doesn't. We just need to clean the, this person up first and see if there's any sign of blood or anything before we make a decision or whatever. On my second playthrough, I'm like, yeah, chuck him outside with the zombies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> his loss sucks to be him. Uh, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya.
2: Ultimately, it didn't make any difference because he still didn't let you. So he yeah. still didn't. So I didn't. So I was a bit disappointed that he didn't oh, like
3: why, why does it even give you the option to shoot uh, that, I think
2: He's trying to make you think it could happen, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a little bit heavy rainish. It makes you think things might happen, but they don't uh, necessarily.
3: Uh, that's <laughs> annoying. I'm sorry. That's wrong. A
2: illusion. It, it definitely made the argument go in a completely different way. And also some of the loyalty with some of the characters you lost. So it did make a difference,
3: and I respect that, and that's kind of cool. But I think we're ready for the next stage of that, we which is did allow I mean, me dude. Look, to look, miss. in Fallout Three, you right. can blow up Megaton, okay? Like that's that's a pretty big deal.
2: Yeah, but the there is still this. no sign. You know, well, that's I'll, annoying,
3: I'll, dude. I'll, now yeah. here's the on the you know, we're find a silver lining and everything, right? There's no, there's no silver lining here. I can't. Yes, there is. Hang on, let me explain. <sighs> When it finally comes out, you'll be that much happier to play it because you will have waited a little longer. Maybe, but... <laughs> maybe. But am I might
2: just—I might, out of disgust, just play what I, some get, uh, love film for this week and just ignore all that stuff and go. Yeah, Pfft.
3: whatever. As soon as it comes out, you'll be like, "Ooh, I can do it."
2: Yeah, probably, because it was so cool. Honestly, so cool. And incidentally, and I'll be talking about this next week, but they released—you uh, know—Jurassic Park. I got loads of grief. Yeah. Them. They've released the first episode for free on the iPad, so I've downloaded that. But uh, I'll play that this week and talk about it next week. So yeah. So hopefully I'll be to- able to talk about two Telltale games together. You well, know.
0: Yeah.
2: You never know. Uh, but know. we'll see. If it comes, it comes. But yes, I'm. I am very, 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 very angry. Anyway, moving on. Um. Yeah. Right. Okay. You remember that E3 thing that happened last month?
3: Uh. Remind me.
2: Month now. Only just. Only just. Uh but one of the biggest um rumors at the time was that Sony was going to do a deal with Gaikai. Do you remember this?
3: Oh yeah, right. With and GaiKai the- is the like it's cloud stuff.
2: It's the same as on live. It's sort of the on live rival, if you will. So it's right, right. a streaming game. Now is
3: this thing like available now or is it yeah. sort of like a concept? Oh, that's how you can play it. So there are some people who have Gaikai already.
2: Yeah. There are people who use Gaikai. If you There's go... also
3: an insurance company in the United States called Geico. So if you so when I hear that, I think Geico. If you
2: can go if you go to the website, I'm, I'm almost sure you can play any demo without even setting up an account. They have them available on their website just to oh, track. So you might want to give it a will, see if it works. I don't know.
0: Hey. Uh,
2: but you can just go and play them. Uh, but the thing is, right, okay, more recently, uh, Gaikai sort of announced they were happy to, uh, for someone to buy them. So they sort of made it quite clear that they were looking for a buyer, you know what I mean? That they were yeah. pressing someone, buying them out, whatever. Uh, well, it turns out that Sony had been grooming them. I'm not sure that's the uh, the right phrase. Uh, but it turns out, yeah, Sony have been grooming them, and they, and they have purchased them. Really? Yeah, they purchased them for a princely sum of $380 million dollars. Uh, paid so uh yeah so not i mean in terms of i was gonna say in terms of the likes of facebook google and stuff like that it's it's a lot of money but it's not in the realms of silly money i guess to buy stuff like that
3: right and i mean it depends on it's not clear like how profitable this will be it's anybody's guess what exactly they'll do with it i suppose yeah. What are they going to do? I mean, are they? This is going to go in the next PlayStation, right?
2: Well, there's there's lots of rumors about them. There's nothing specific. So basically, what they're saying is by combining Gaikai's resources, including its technological strength and engineering talent, with uh, Sony Computer entertainment, extensive gaming platform knowledge and experience, uh, SCE will provide users with unpar- oh, so yeah, uh, unpar- unparalleled. release. Yeah, unparalleled cloud entertainment experiences, which is house. Oh, under- President and Group CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment uh, said in a statement, uh, right. Sony Computer Entertainment will deliver a world-class cloud streaming service that allows users to instantly enjoy a broad array of content ranging from immersive core games with rich graphics to casual content anytime, anywhere, on a variety of interconnected devices. Right. We'll see. That, I
3: mean, the, the proof's in the pudding, obviously.
2: Yeah. And I, I, Just like with OnLive. But I think this is that's the interesting sort of... Fraser, or the interesting thing in all of this, the internet-connected devices, right? And I think, I think they're going to start putting these in their smart TVs. That's what
3: I think will happen. See, and if that happens, that's going to change the dynamics a little bit, because then they're going to be pushing all this casual stuff, which, again, like I think it's good that there's a casual market, but I worry that people who like shooters and... I don't, think, know, that's I don't, think, I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's a problem, because I think that...
2: This, this to me, will be like a bolt-on service as part of the PlayStation 4. So I think they'll put older games like PS2 games on this, PS1 classics. I think they'll have a lot of that kind of stuff on here. And, and also, when you think about this, it's interesting this, and I, I'd also thought about this. If the PS4 doesn't support backwards compatibility...
3: And they'll have to sell you the games all
2: over again. Well, not potentially sell you the games all over again, but they have a way of providing that without putting this the PlayStation 3 architecture into the new console, which they're never going to do.
3: Yeah, that's true, but I worry that it... See, that's the thing, though. Hang on. I've bought Skyrim and, and Modern Warfare 2 and Uncharted 3 for the PS3, as well as the Eco Shadow of the Colossus collection and other games, Ratchet & Clank. I shouldn't have to pay to get access to them again.
2: But you know, you know that that's not going to happen because we've already we. We're not
3: with that attitude, we won't.
2: No, we do because we already know that they've said that the PS4 is not going to be based on the on the architecture of the PS3. So there will be no backwards compatibility, pretty much, on the PS4. That's a, that's a pretty much.
3: Kind of irritates me. I think that's something that I don't know. I think Nintendo's done a really good job of making it possible to play all these old games.
2: Yeah, but I I guess this is at least a way around it. So they might say to you, look, you know, as part of PlayStation Plus, you know, and you pay $40
3: a year. And don't forget, we are paying that with, you know, the 360. But we're paying that with... I know, but what I'm not saying, though, is that, Okay. okay, yeah, that's a fair point that people on the PlayStation are getting that thing, but we're not getting it on the Xbox, and they shouldn't have to pay to get that on the PS3. Yeah, but ultimately, you know, they might say... I mean, in some
2: ways, when you think about it, uh, PlayStation Plus, you get a hell of a lot more bang for your buck than you do. You do. Oh,
3: there's no doubt. I'm not disputing that.
2: You know, and if they say to you, look, we're going to give you a free PS3 classic game every month, and we're also going to let you stream all your old PS3 games or whatever, in addition to all this other stuff we're giving you and all these other free games and discounts and this, that, and the other,
3: that's a pretty good deal in my, you know. That's not horrible, but again, like, my point is that, like, it's a, it, having backwards compatibility is a way to say to the customers, we appreciate the fact that you've been loyal to our brand for a while. And to show our gratitude, we're going to let you continue to play those games that you love from older platforms. Yeah, but,
2: as we know, okay, they, I mean, you know, the PS3 and 360 have competed pretty well towards the end now. You know, they're, they're pretty close together. There's maybe... I don't know, 10 million units between oh, no them. No doubt. Right. So there's, no, you know, in the scheme of things, there's not a lot between them, right? But the, the PlayStation had to do a lot of catching up. And it, and in the, in the very early days of it, you know, every game that came on there was a 360 port. So they'd take the original 360 and port it across, which was horrible and, and obviously had loads of issues and nobody wanted to work on it because it was really hard to work on the cell architecture and everything and everybody hated it and Valve went, this is crap. Does and only
3: do with backwards compatibility.
2: Well, it is because the reason that's the reason they're not going to sell architecture now because obviously when the two come out potentially together next year because these these two are potentially going to be head to head, aren't they? You know the yeah. PS4 and the Xbox 720 or what, Durango, yeah. whatever the hell that's going to be. Uh, they they want to keep developers happy, that, you know, because these they're going to be creating these games on both platforms at the same time. So what's going to happen if they still stuck with the cell or a uh, sort of? Yeah, but haven't developers that,
3: caught up with that now?
2: Well, they have now, but the PlayStation Four is going to be a lot more powerful, so it's got to be different. And, and I think they're doing the right thing by by more PC basing it, if you ask me. Because I de- don't, I don't,
0: I'm not
3: too bothered by it. I just but I it's a, From bus- a consumer it, point of view.
2: It's a business it's- decision, though, isn't it? It's not of a consumer. It's a business decision. Decision. There's no doubt about that because they're going to say this is going to be their argument, right? They're going to say, right, when when E3 comes up, right, this is what they'll be saying. They'll be saying, look. You know, PS4, it's going to be cool. It's going to look like this. The games on it are going to look amazing and all this kind of stuff. And if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you'll also have access to all your old PS3 games, PS2 games, and the original PS1 games. You know, that's what they're going to be telling people.
3: Yeah, and don't, well, of course that's what they're going to be telling people. And, but let's not pretend like they don't also have meetings with their business department that says, look, on the ledger sheet in the future, we will not only be having these collections that we put out again, where we up-res the graphics or whatever, add more particles, but we're also going to have more revenue from selling people these games they've already bought once. Yeah, but that's not horrible, though, is it? It's not. not but it's but, not perfect. But, but don't we but, deserve some yeah, but they can't. freebies once in a while? Well, maybe. I mean, they're doing that. I mean, they're
2: not giving you freebies, freebies, but if you're a PlayStation Plus person, you get lots of stuff for your money. It's not
3: a freebie. That's a perk of it's paying a, this extra money it's what 60 dollars a year
2: and for 60 dollars a year at the moment they're allowing you to have a game a month or whatever or however many
3: games a month just to down i know i know and i, I don't get me wrong that's not a bad deal i recognize that but yeah. i i just the principle of the thing man i do
2: i do see where you're coming from i do but i, I
3: really think, care I,
2: think it, I think it could be a whole lot worse you know, because, <laughs> and also they're, they're doing these experimenting with sort of, you know, because the majority of games that people would want to continue playing would presumably be multiplayer based stuff. Skyrim, on Skyrim, <laughs> for those sad people like you. <laughs> but, but they're, they're they're obviously doing a lot of sort of, you know, experimentation with free to play models like they did with the Zone Three thing, and I think we'll see a bit more of that as well. So they say, look, you can still carry on playing it for free if you had it before, but you're going to have to pay for the bits and bobs if you want them or whatever. I mean, I think they'll be doing a lot of stuff like that, and there may be some. I doubt, you know, it. You know, there may be some barcode thing you'll be able to do where you sort of, you know, put the barcode into the game that you purchased or whatever. That
3: would be nice, but I wouldn't hold. Well, you know,
2: they've done a lit. They did more in Japan, you know, with the PSP thing than they did over here, but you know, or in America. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But, but I think it's it's kind of interesting they bought Gaikai, and I do see them. I think they're going to integrate this into their like, tablets, integrate it into the phones, they'll integrate it into TVs, they'll integrate it into pretty much anything they make with a connection to the internet will have this on it.
3: That's some interesting possibilities, no doubt. And I, you know, we said back in the day when it was all about uh, what was first coming out, you know, the thing, on live. Yeah, yeah. you know, this is, this is the future. There's no question that at some point it's going to transition to this, but I don't know that we're there yet, and I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see it mixed with the traditional console. Well, I, I think, think there's I, some possibilities there.
2: Yeah, I think, in a way, I think this is the right way to go around it, because they're not saying this is solely what we're going to do, which is what OnLive, right. like I did. They're saying this is just going to be available. This will be a supplementary additional thing that you can
3: get if you right, want it. right. Another uh, problem with OnLive is... On Xbox live, ain't got
2: games.
3: Yeah, I agree. They ain't got games. I mean, that's been a big shortcoming for... But yeah, OnLive is... That's why OnLive... But if Sony's doing it, then they obviously have access to a whole... They've whole, got a
2: whole, whole huge back catalogue. And to be honest... From what I can gather, it doesn't take a lot to put them onto on live or Gaikai. It's okay. just a streaming thing, isn't it? Once you've got a oh,
3: it's a licensing thing, I'm sure. Once you've
2: got a server set up at your end with the game on, it just streams it to whoever. I'm sure it's more complicated than that. You know, that's well, my you... very simple nope,
3: nope. just you... click the button.
2: Yeah, very specific. Control
3: S, stream, and then you're good. But, yeah, no, I, I think
2: I think they're doing it the right way because they're not going to solely rely on it. And also, while it's still in its infancy, those people who don't have access to the Internet won't make any difference to them because it's just like, well, I just won't be able to do that until I get it, but I'll still be able to play disk-based games, so that's fine. Right. You know, I think they're doing it the right way. So, uh, Microsoft have commented on this. What do you think Microsoft said about all of this stuff?
3: Well, we don't care. It doesn't matter. Big deal.
2: No, they went, Cloud? It's already a key strategy for the Xbox, <laughs> says Microsoft.
3: No, it's not. What are you talking about? You Just listen, listen. We're,
2: we're already doing cloud, was pretty much the response Microsoft gave. The cloud <laughs> has been sure. a key. It? I'm trying to do it in my best sort of, uh, you know, um, what's, a, what's a word for it? Corporate voice. There you go. Corporation voice. Here we go. There we go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, the cloud has uh, been a key component of our strategy and a big area of investment with Xbox for many years, said a rep. Uh, through yeah. Xbox Live, we're saving up gaming and entertainment in the cloud to more than 40 million people. They added, uh, "But you know, the the only thing they're at they're giving it is is cloud saving, isn't it?" Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, do I
3: mean, no wrong. I suppose for some people that's a good thing, but yeah, well that's
2: it. That's the only really... thing they've got, right? If that's
3: yeah. the justification, we are giving the
2: cloud because people can save. Uh, anyway, they carried on. Uh, we're we... really. We're committed to delivering extraordinary entertainment experience across devices in a uniquely connected way through Xbox, Windows Phone, Windows 8, and the popular devices.
3: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Windows Phone is a popular device. I didn't realise that. Apparently,
2: <laughs> and we're looking forward to continuing to innovate in this space in the future. So there you go. That's what they were having to say about it. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, now whatever. Whatever. but it's interesting they've commented at all and that I think means they've yes. rattled a bit I think they've been rattled because if they, if they weren't bothered they wouldn't have commented at all you know this is another we've got yes. we've got smart glass smart glass didn't I mention the smart glass it's very smart anyway smart so AS. yeah so I've, the smart i think they rattled a little bit i don't think they're, they're overly concerned just now but i think it's a it's a thing they haven't got to offer with the 720 or whatever when it comes out where well, they are going we've got the cloud and you can stream games and all this as well as all the other stuff it's, all the other bells and whistles it's gonna have they'll be going yeah. well we can play games <laughs> right. did we mention we've got nbc and uh you know Hulu and HBO
3: Live.
2: Hulu and HBO Live, and, uh, and, HBO Live and uh, nothing for you European people. We don't care.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Take that.
2: So yeah, so there you go. Anyway, that's. Oh, God, I didn't realize we'd speak about that for so long. But there you go. There you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, still the news. In other news. Here, uh, wait, hello. Math- Good evening, and here. welcome to the middle of the film. <laughs> Yeah, in other news, this one this one's cra- kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Uh, but game GameStop are selling a replica hidden blade from Assassin's Creed as part of their promotional stuff for the run up to Assassin's Creed 3. Uh it's like plus- an
3: actual thing that comes out of your wrist. Yeah, and I I have watched a demo- Here, this is a blinding in a school waiting to happen. Well, not only
2: that, but you know, uh we were talking about this obviously before the
3: show and like you
2: said if some dude, you know, I remember I uh, Dude, I was trying to make it look like we hadn't been talking one about One of my friends came out once when I was, a, like, maybe 15. Maybe they 15. Came out as gay? No. No, let me just, let me carry on. do you, you stop. <laughs> uh, came out to sort of, you know, go and mess about, do whatever, out of his house. Okay. And he said, hey, Stu, you seen this, right? And he had a bag with it, a carrier bag with him, right? And do you know what he pulled out of this carrier bag? His penis? No. Why would he have his penis in a carrier bag?
3: Uh, that's what I was wondering. Okay.
2: What, he, what, he actually, what he actually pulled out of his carrier bag was a glove, right? With four state knives poking through the fingers of the glove. Oh, He right?
3: was Wolverine.
2: No, no, it was Kruger. He, he, oh, was, he was Freddy he Krueger. Oh, even worse. I mean, he was probably about 15 at the time, probably about 15, 16 at the time. He's like, how cool is this? And then he took <laughs> out his hand and he proceeded to run around, presented to Slash Stuff, with his pretend Freddy Krueger, which actually was pretty dangerous, you know they were they were oh, prop- yeah. You got an actual steak knives with the knife. How long will it take either a teenager or an adult or whoever to go? And hey, you know that plastic blade? Well, I've got this here Bowie knife, right? And I can take blade off that. and I know so, it's like see, I'm doing Chini doing an impression of me. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Uh, I put that blade on there, lad, and I can stab someone for real. It'll be cool. So there, yeah. Uh, I- <laughs> it's a
3: kind of a crazy thing. How yeah, the hell ha- is kind of a crazy thing? But on the other hand, it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it looks good. I mean, don't get me wrong. It depends on how well it works, I suppose. It doesn't like, kind of good, but apparently you got to like fiddle with some button.
2: No, well, it is a button, but apparently it flicks out really quickly. According apparently, to whom? So, yeah. According to who does it
3: work really well?
2: Uh, no, apparently I've not found it, but apparently there the, he there is an actual video on the site. So if you go to GameSpot's uh GameStop site, sorry, GameStop Site. Yeah,
3: but that's GameStop site. I'm not gonna it's trust just
2: them. a video of someone using it and showing you how quick and it it is pretty yeah. But
3: again, like like when people do a demo at E3, they've played that game like twenty times, you know what I mean? This person's probably well, practicing right. for hours. I
2: think, so. I think the only other thing I would say about this,
3: even even if it's
2: not even if it wasn't battle right, this is hard pointy plastic. I mean. uh, oh, you could, like I said,
3: you could lose the eye with this <laughs> if you were just Please, Please, Timmy, look at I got. No way, there's no actual AH, ah! <laughs>
2: Technically, you you could actually still kill someone with this fairly easily. I would call, you know, regardless of whether you decided to swap the blade for a real. That's funny when
3: people talk about getting stabbed.
2: (laughs) Do you remember the the one I always remember and I absolutely loved was? um, I think it was was it? Oh, it was it was uh, the Godfather two, wasn't it? Do you remember? What? And as part oh, of the, oh, oh, when they sent out the sent out real brass knuckles, <laughs> real knuckle dusters, yeah. uh, to companies, and then <laughs> what they hadn't realized, in nearly every state where they sent them, they were illegal. Oh yeah. So they were, they nearly got into massive trouble for that. But it, it, this, on, is, this is similar, except that this has been given the okay, Dad. Or, you know, you want to stop? someone, that's fine. <laughs> you know, in America, where most people die at the hands of someone killing them, that's no problems.
3: Wait, wait, wait! What did you just say? It's
2: motor accidents, to be honest. But
3: most like... people die at the hands of someone killing them.
2: Yeah, well, it's motor accidents, isn't it? Is the biggest killer. But uh, well, yeah, that
3: might be the biggest killer. It doesn't mean most people die from oh, murder. People who or... die from,
2: from sort of nasty deaths. I think it's about number two or number three. Wow. They get murdered. So you I know.
0: I
3: dare say there's a lot of old age that kills people. As no, well. no, no, no. People who die cancer, in a heart no, disease. People who die in a
2: violent.
0: I
3: know what you meant. I just wanted to make fun of what you actually said. Anyway.
2: Moving on, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, we've had Half-Life Three rumors abound this week again. Yeah, loads of them. We always Lo- have
3: Half-Life Three rumors.
2: Yeah, we do. Unfortunately, we do. Uh, Are there the- any reliable sources? Not really. I don't <laughs> think any of this. I don't. If, if I'm being really honest, I don't think any of this stuff. <laughs> well, let's
3: ruined. talk about a anyway. minute. Go ahead. What's the rumor?
2: Okay, so so the biggest one that's come out this week. I don't want to go too much into all of these rumors, but the biggest ones come out is this. Uh, they've released artwork supposedly. You know, uh elite art allegedly shows what Alex is gonna look like in the game and some golden freeman's woman. Uh enemies and all that kind of stuff. and, and I guess in that's that's like the biggest the biggest rumour that's come out. And yeah. it does look it does look kind of real. I mean it, it would look how you'd expect concept artwork to come out. There's been uh T shirts with sort of three on them, which we've seen before anyway. And merchandise. There's been stuff on forum posts that's been
3: supposedly leaked. Um I now, just sorry. I'm sorry, just to be a voice of cynicism here, which everyone wants me to be. There have also been a lot of fan-made things that are pretending to be oh. Half-Life 3 updates. Absolutely. So it's possible that this is that. But... Do you know do
2: you know what I also think with stuff like this, right? I think that the people who actually make this stuff almost believe it themselves. You know, I think... Oh, they want to believe it, certainly. Yeah, I, think, no, but I think they even, you know, I think they even make they make this stuff to convince themselves. You know, I think even though they've made it, they almost, like, blank their mind that they made it, and they go,
3: oh, look, it is, it's real. Maybe, or at the very least, they probably say, well, this will show Valve how desperate we are to get it, and that'll make them want to do it more quickly, and blah, blah, blah.
2: But I'm going to say, it does, you know, whoever's done this is a very competent artist, so it's not yeah, like... Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, it's not like – But
3: that's the thing is I've been so impressed lately with looking around on the internet and seeing people who do – I mean, you know, Mark Canix made that video now. Granted, you know, he had editing software that made it look easy. Um, But, you know, there are very talented people everywhere on the internet, even those who don't work, you know, professionally.
2: No, I agree. But then I also think would a crazy nut job person who wanted to pretend Half-Life 3 was coming – you know, be able to make this sort of concept artwork, maybe
3: could be a good way to get their name out there. Hey, Mitch. you remember that supposed leak of artwork for Half-Life Three? That was me. Wow, you're a good artist. Yeah, hire me. I, I now, just, I don't think that's probably it. But what? Who knows? I mean, we just don't know. No,
2: I personally think this is just an elaborate hoax. I'm well, not necessarily a hoax, but I think someone's trying to get everybody's hopes up again. And who knows? You know, I think we just keep, need to keep going back to the. It'll come when it comes. No matter how much we wish for something to happen, it's not going to happen, is it? You know, it'll it'll arrive when it arrives and, you know, we've just got to accept that.
3: You know, Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese Buddhist monk, said when you uh, when you want a stormy sea to be calm, you can't do anything to make it be calm. You just have to wait for the storm to pass. Yeah. And that's, that's the case with Valve games.
2: No, I absolutely agree and I think, you know, it, it'll come when it comes and you know, we've got Counter Strike coming this year at some point in time. You know, yeah. or is it next year? Now I don't know. They've confirmed I don't even the date. But
3: I'm it'll happen at some point. You know, maybe.
2: so that's going to happen. Maybe. And I'm not particularly bothered about that, but you know, it will come. I mean, and I still think this the craziest thing about Valve is. You know, everyone's like, "When's it coming? When's it coming? When's it coming?" Right, and everyone's getting net up about it and all, getting annoyed and stuff. And yet, when they released a game two years on the trot. Uh, which was obviously Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. Everyone complained. I was like, what are you well, doing? Of course. Left 4 Dead almost 2? as though they can't what? win. Yeah, they can't win. And then obviously we've had Portal 2. So it's not like they haven't been releasing games. Yeah. You know, they've been releasing games, but not the one that everybody wants. And I mean that's the problem, isn't it? Everybody wants yeah. a particular game.
3: Well, and there's also obviously a certain um, window where they want people to, you know. Don't release too quickly, but don't wait too long. You know, And I think Portal was just right in that regard. You know what I mean? I think Portal 2 came along at just the right time. It wasn't right after Portal 1, but it wasn't years and years and years and years and years later. Yeah, so.
2: I mean, it, 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 it did come out. And then, funnily enough, I'd forgotten that I got this in the show notes. I got it in the show notes about Counter-Strike Global Offensive, didn't I? Uh, and it's in August, August the 21st, isn't it, the confirmed day for that?
3: See, that's the wrong time for that to come out, Because I'll be going back to school then. What
2: no, i I think that's the absolute right time for that to come out. Why? Because it, well, it's before all the other big multiplayer shooters hit in October, isn't it? The it's, it's, it's got to July. Little, no, July. I, yeah, but no, I've, give it
3: to me now. It's July now, isn't it?
2: I, July or August, <laughs> I think is the perfect day for that because no,
3: it's really. It's okay.
2: yeah, it gives it plenty of time to build up a, an audience before the other big ones hit.
3: Yeah, oh sure. I mean, it's a good time probably from an industry perspective, but from a me perspective, this is the saddest thing in the world. At this point, the thing when a new month starts, I'm most excited about the fact that Amazon has a new uh assortment of five dollar albums on the MP3 store. Wow, isn't that sad? Like that's what I think about when very a sad. It's like, Ooh, I wonder what's on the M- Amazon five dollar sale.
0: That is funny.
3: Wow, G- they, they do have some good stuff on those sales. So, oh yeah. So speaking of Valve. What's up with no steam summer sale? I
2: Astros? know, but they always have stuff on offer though, though, and they nearly all. Yeah, the time. but they
3: usually. Did you see last summer sales? I mean, they had like Assassin's Creed Two for like two dollars. It's ridiculous. They put so many things on sale. People, I'd even do this. I bought like three games there last summer, and I was. It was only because it was so cheap. I was like, at some point, I may want to play this, and it's like three dollars. Why would I not get it? You know what I mean?
2: Wow. But the you're doing it on live, on live. Funnily enough, i doing a save at the moment. <laughs> well, um, of course, what else are they going do? well, to do? Honestly, right? If game you game. if you are an on live player out there and you you sort of want to play some cheap game, and you know, for No, listen,
0: they've
2: got stuff like Trine on for like one pound seventy five and stuff like that. So, the First Trine, uh, yeah, which is a really good game, though. I'm
3: not arguing that it's a really good well, game, but.
2: Uh... There's definitely some games worth playing really? among solidos. You know what I mean. If you,
3: if you I'm not arguing they're not worth
2: it, it, but the are they
3: worth signing up for an account? Just no, to- I
2: think if you've already got one and you, you've not been on there for a while and you're looking for some stuff to play over the summer, then there's stuff to be had for cheap. You
3: know? I just think they're it's a little too little, too late. Look, like I said before, I said on the website like a year ago. Yeah, Sound Live could be making their name known through really cheap, you know, stuff, but they're
2: look sadly. Sadly, it works, but just hasn't got games, baby. There's just no games. It's on. a
3: big problem with a game, yeah, is game platform.
2: Not enough of them.
3: All right, next news item. Uh, yeah, next news
0: item.
2: <laughs> Let's move on. Right, this is this is probably going to be the last thing we'll talk about because I, I'm guessing this will probably take us a while. Uh, well, not a while, but, you know, we we need to leave room for emails, et cetera, et cetera. No, we don't. So.
3: We don't have time for emails this week,
2: people. Sorry. Time for emails. Uh, yeah, Crystal. Stupid, Christ- stupid opinions. Crystal Dynamics' controversial Tomb Raider scene is now—it's no longer rape, okay? Oh shit! Come on. It, this, it's, listen, it's close physical intimidation. That's—that's that's what it is. Apparently, this is how. You know I mean, Look,
3: as as much of a problem as I had with that concept of like she's about to get raped, you're gonna want to protect her and blah blah blah. I, at least stand. I mean, at least carry through with what your uh, idea is. And this is oh god, it feels like they they don't have a vision. This, if you mean, have a vision, you can defend that vision. They're just all over the place. This is the best bit,
2: though. I mean, I, I think this has gone from just ridiculous to even more ridiculous now. Because in response, right, and, and this is all about the—is uh, it the executive producer Rosenberg, Ron Rosenberg, isn't he? Is the executive producer of the game? Okay, and he made the, the comment. He made was. Uh, that Lara would be the victim of attempted rape in the forthcoming Tomb Raider reboot and players would want to protect her, right? Uh, So this is what he said. In response, right, Crystal Dynamics Global Brand Director, Carl Stewart, so you know he's gone down the shitter when the big, you know, when you roll out the big dude who doesn't really get involved in anything apart from telling people what to do, right? Yeah. So they rolled him out and he said, uh, Rosenberg, he said, he said something which is certainly not a word in our vocabulary. Uh, not in our communication well so he doesn't he's not even acknowledging that the word exists (laughs) oh this word we what rape i've never
3: heard that word before is that is that a real word what all right all right all right let me give him the benefit of the doubt he's just trying to make it sound like they weren't like like they're trying to inoculate themselves from charges that they might want to see a rape in a game so they're trying to sound like Oh, we're totally good guys. We would never, ever want to have that thing in our game, and it's not even a word. It's like when a person's like, "Okay, I, I don't see color. I don't see black and white." I mean, we know it's bullcrap. I'm not being funny here,
2: right? Okay, let's. It, you know, we're going to put this into perspective now, okay? And I know you. I know, right? Okay, I know you hated heavy rain. I surely did. Well, there is a scene in that game. Which is probably five times worse than anything that we're going to see in this game. Yes, and I remember complaining about this, yeah, among
3: other things, when
2: the, the, the game first the came out. The character in the game gets drugged, dragged into a cellar, strapped to a basically a workbench, and he's about to slice and dice it with a drill.
3: Oh, I thought you were talking about the rape fantasy in Heavy Rain, well, where that, the woman's that, about that, to well, get raped. Well,
2: there's that as well, plus the the one with the, and the same woman, in, incidentally, but the, where she goes to get the drugs. And the dude drugs her and drags her down into the cellar. Oh, right. Duh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, right, right, as much as you you sort of might not like the scene or hate the scene, it made you feel very uncomfortable as a gamer playing that. It did. And it also made you really want to get her away from that. And, I I mean, it felt goddamn satisfying when you killed him at the end of that second Oh of course it did. No
3: doubt about it. And... I had
2: absolutely. I know you had problems, but I had no problems with that, and there was no fuss made about that at the time
3: at all, was there? Well, except you know. for me. Um, yeah, but- you know, so here, look. Okay, well, let me let me try to give my point of view as a somewhat militant feminist about all of this, which is, uh, you know, it's not as though rape could never appear in a game, and that it's like a verboten subject, and we can't ever have it in a game, and this and that. But I worry that games that use rape first of all it's usually used as a way to make the woman more empowered and she's like seizing her violent impulses to bring justice someone who's tried to sexually molest her or whatever i think that's a little played out and i also worry about the fact that sexual violence in games often gets eroticized which is to say like in the movie a history of violence there's a scene where they're like slapping each other and they're really angry and then they have this like Mad passionate sex. And the idea is that like violence, especially violence toward women is sexy. And that's especially what a man is supposed to be into is like uh, using his dominance and power to dominate other women and this and that. And I worry that that plays into, and I'm not saying that's exactly what they're going for here, but there's an element of that when we see so many women in games who are constantly being raped or nearly raped as a way to, that's the sort of go to way for the woman character to be Uh, assaulted whereas with guys there's all sorts of different ways that they get assaulted now there's a part of me which says okay i know that in the real world that's something that a lot of women have to put up with and that's uh, probably you know it's a likely threat if a woman were to be found by herself in a crazy terrorist camp where they're all pigs and scumbags they might try to do that sort of thing to laura croft so I can sort of see all the
2: sides. Yeah, of this. I mean, if she's on a crazy island where it's all savages or whatever it is, presumably, right. or where we don't really know the context, and that's the problem. We don't. Well, but, some bandit camp where
3: they're a bunch of no-goodniks. I mean, let's be honest. They're scumbag bastards. Yeah. Of course.
2: Of course. And we and we you know we've seen plenty of films where unfortunately bad shit like that goes
3: down because that's
2: you know. Well, and we've seen the, a lot of
3: things in real life where bad yeah, stuff Yeah,
2: and that's the back. nature of the beast unfortunately, you know, that's what it is. But the the biggest travesty would be if they whatever this scene is, they remove it from the game so you never get to see it uh, because of all the all the pressure they're getting, you
3: know and well, uh, I don't think that's likely A. I don't know. I and don't know. B. I, here's the thing, for me This particular moment in the game isn't really my concern. Just in the same way that, like, in Transformers 2, you had characters that were kind of racist. Like, that thing showing up there in and of itself isn't my biggest concern. My concern is when this becomes such a trend that we see it over and over all the time in every game. And that the woman characters so often have very little else that defines them as individuals. That's when it starts to be problematic for me. So I, I, I will definitely give this game, you know, a, a fresh look with as much of an open mind as I can give it to say, okay, how are they? You, how is this moment playing out in the story?
2: Yeah, for sure. And as long as it's got context and it's justifiable and it makes sense, right. and that's fine. If it was just gratuitous and just for the sake of it, then obviously that would be a completely different it's story. A,
3: it's a fine line sometimes. It's hard to tell what's gratuitous and what's not. So
2: I mean apparently Stuart said he basically this guy said where a filthy bandit rubs Lara's thigh menacingly as a pathological situation and close physical intimidation. He admitted that this scene wouldn't have happened if the uh, the protagonist had been male. But well of course it wouldn't, but he but he's never seen probably wouldn't
3: happen if the guy
2: in that situation But has he never seen the film scum? That stuff kinda goes on in that. (laughs) (laughs) No he hasn't and I Yeah, exactly. You know, and he's never seen the Shawshank Redemption. Definitely goes on in that. Um, But denied that, that inherently made it a sexual assault. By giving her motivation to become the stronger action-adventure hero and the girl that's willing to fight to stay alive and move forward throughout the game, we use that device and that intimidation to make her stronger, to make her feel empowered and to take her beyond that breaking point where she realises the severity of the situation and she's willing to fight to stay alive, you know. So that's uh, the reason it happens. I mean, he's even... A PR rep shut down this line of questioning and stated... Uh, th- this was in the middle of the interview. So this was an interview on Kotaku, and the PR dude said, uh, nothing sexual occurred. Violence occurred as a result of that. I just don't think you're going to get any further with that. Uh, you're getting out of Carl. So he basically said, look, don't ask any more questions about it. That's the end.
3: So The last thing I will say is this. Since you brought up Shawshank Redemption, I'm trying to think now, because that's an interesting counterexample. Imagine in that story, if Andy, the character yep. Andy, After being raped by those guys in prison, if he turned into an Arnold Schwarzenegger style action hero and went nuts and just killed everybody in the prison, that would be kind of ludicrous, wouldn't it? And we would look at that and go, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense that this horrible act of sexual violence turns him into this strong, confident, over-the-top action hero which but he does, is kind of what it feels like they're doing sort of, here.
2: sort of you're right but also he does become a stronger character as a result and he does get his revenge doesn't he sure
3: and there is a but way in which Nietzsche's about thing him. about that which yeah. does not kill me shall make me stronger yes that applies to everybody yeah so what? But there's two ways to go about
2: it, it. You either curl up in a ball and let it happen repeatedly or you do out there. And that's right, it. Right. About it doesn't but
3: it? again, my concern is more with the sort of larger social context and the fact that this is so often the go-to incident for females in games Maybe. that it feels like it's, it's kind of a... I, I suppose in a way, my, my gripe really is that it's kind of cheap storytelling. Like, we want to show this woman being vulnerable, let's introduce a rape scene. In the same way that, you know, if you have you know, like in Final Fantasy VII, as much as I love that game, the black character in that game is pretty racist. He's like, what you be talking about? And he's like instantly furious about everything. And, you know, I just think it's kind of lazy storytelling when you use such cliched situations or character styles to create characters that should have a little more depth to them. Which is the same beef I have with Prometheus. God, that movie was disappointing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen it yet because I've heard that many negative things. I Have you seen
3: the movie Alien?
2: I have seen the movie, only. You've Yeah, seen
3: Prometheus. Then oh, I love that film. Nothing new in there. So does not I mean I me love it then. Well, you know idea. what? Look, well, maybe you just shouldn't make the same mistake I did. Don't go in expecting any interesting philosophical or you know story ideas, and you'll be fine. It is a run-of-the-mill action science, sort of science fiction. The only science fiction thing is they go to this other planet, and that's it. Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> I'm, I suppose you're right. Again, I haven't seen it, but I just
3: they were, I wanted them to have some
2: cool just, ideas in it. Just the the last thing I'll say on the Tomb Raider thing, I just think, as long as it's in context and it makes sense within the story, you know, and these are scumbag bandits or whatever, so you don't expect them to do nasty shit like this, you know, they're nasty people. and as long as it's in context and it makes sense, I'm I'm not too overly bothered about it. You know, as long as it makes sense. But mm-hmm. if it is like we said, you know, a lot of the modern warfare stuff that's just gratuitous and just for the oh, sake, sure. just a shock factor value. You know, yeah. just to get publicity. I mean, they obviously didn't do this to get publicity because they're doing everything they can to backpedal away from it now. And so, well,
3: they may have gotten the wrong kind of publicity.
2: Yeah, exactly. But you know, like they say, uh, no publicity is bad publicity. You know, yeah, well, You know, because everybody's yeah. talking about this game now. Oh, sure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, regardless of whether they see it in a negative or a positive connotation, people are giving this time, you know, and we're talking about it now, and other podcasts yeah, are talking about sure. it, and websites are posting all this stuff about it. So, but I dare of, say,
3: from a PR point of view, it may be true that there's nothing as bad publicity, but it may also be true that good publicity is better than negative
2: oh, publicity. Absolutely, but publicity is publicity at the end of the day, yes, and, and they're getting plenty of it. So I'm I'm okay. sure there'll be, uh, deep down, you know, when they're in back in those corporate offices, they're going... Well, you know, it's caused a bit of hassle pull. Look how many people are talking about our game now. Yeah, it's brilliant. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I think there is an element of that. All right, moving on. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's our time of the week for the emails. Oh, Oh, that rules. Now before we go into emails we're going to start uh, with some comments from last week's show. Okay. Comments from whom? Uh well the main one is from Bongo the sane uh, who posted oh, yeah. up on the comment section. Uh he said this. He said this. But it, it ties into some of the emails we've got. So, so uh,
3: like a comment from the website
2: you mean. Yeah I see the comments on the website on the last on the last week's show. So yeah, he said Uh, Manic Miner still holds up as a great game today. No, it doesn't. Super Meat Boy and titles like it owes a lot to Matthew Smith's 1983 masterpiece. Maybe you missed the trip the first time around. Quite a few of you weren't even born. But this means so much to so many of us. Hours, nay, days and days of our young lives were spent playing this game. Not just playing it, but drawing maps of levels and discussing strategy in school with other nerds. If you could regularly get past the menagerie, you were a star. This isn't just some crappy little arcade title, but this is a slice of gaming history which shapes people like me into lifelong gamers. Yes, it's hard, gaudy to look at and hard to listen to, but by God, you're going to appreciate it. If not, it's going to have to be a Monty Python-inspired boot to the head for all of you. And he's right, No, as much as you diss this game, you've, you've got to feel, and remember, this is one of the first proper sort of games I ever played. And a lot of us have been in that we're in that That's
3: fine. And and I have a lot of sentimental love for the first games I ever played. Look, the first did, did you ever play Ghostbusters on the Commodore 64 or the Amiga or I don't even know if it was for DOS or something Possibly. back in the day. Possibly. Like it was there was a map of the city, an overhead map and you you'd race to the place and then you'd draw the map, you'd you'd go on the map like this is where the route I want to take. And then you'd be in a first-person driving perspective, and you'd sort of dodge ghosts on your way, and it was the most rudimentary system of doing that ever. And then you'd appear on the scene, and there was a ghost hovering in front of a building, and you'd have to use the two guys and not cross the beams and get the dude into the trap and then release the trap, and that was the whole game. If yeah. I had not played that, I mean, I, I spent, my friend Mark down the street had that game, and I spent so many hours playing it with him, and we had such a great time because it was a little bit of co-op, and it was just so beautiful. But if I went back and played that now, I would probably be like, this is not
2: a great game. But you're almost missing the point. And I I sort of said this to you earlier when we were talking about it, but you're missing the point because it's still, you know, as much as you hate it, for the people like us who played it back in the day, it still does stand up because it's still the same platformer and it's still got the same rock-hard levels to get through and work out which way you have to avoid all
3: the stuff. All right, I, I respect that, but let me ask you this. It, are there any games that you once loved back in the day that you now go back and you go wow this is not a very good game um i don't know i mean like i'll, I'll give you another great example
0: i'll give you another very <laughs> great
2: example the original okay. monkey island that is still as good now as it was when i played it back in the day okay. and i still love it as much now as i did back then okay another world another world i still love that yeah. as much now as i did back yeah. then
3: yeah but you know see, i would, I would put those forward as games that probably stand up in that way, But and they, here's the way so here's the question then how do you judge which ones can stand up and which ones cannot? And I would submit to you that if somebody came along today and had never played Monkey Island back in the day, they might enjoy Monkey Island now, and the same with another world yeah, no, no I don't but understand. I don't think anybody's going okay, to come have, one you, ever play, have you ever played VVVVVVV, no, have you ever played VVVVVV? v v v v v
2: because they, I played look, I played they look exactly like this. Yeah, but M Plus doesn't rock our exactly platforms. like this. Well, you've played one screen of a game that has about 40 screens with all different stuff going on in every single one. So how? Oh. So there you go. I mean, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what I'm not, not going to pretend to be
0: an
3: expert or have given a very thorough playthrough to this game
2: Exactly. This <laughs> and that's the problem here, because you haven't, right? Okay, oh. and it goes on. So this is an email. Yeah. Uh, raccoon Anus is the title of this email <laughs> and he says this uh, I'll tell you who it's from in a moment but I'll tell you what it says first uh, Circular motions of
3: tongular raccoon rimming is fine by me <laughs> Vlados I, I don't blame you for not wanting to put the name on this email, I don't think this person wanted their name to be read out Vlados
2: best get some Russian heavy PCs to protect her ass, cause I've got a bucket of Polish bootleg vodka to pour over that biatch disgusted, rich, one-star review incoming. <laughs> we can't review the whole show based on one Oh, you, you have no idea how sort of unhappy some of
3: these people are. Man, well, that's you. pretty clearly unhappy. I mean, I get the sense from that one email, but you know what <laughs> You have upset a lot of people. I guess I kicked the hornet's nest, man.
2: Uh, Chris MJW said this, back to the comments, said this, uh, Bongo, you took the words out of my mouth and not in a meatloaf kind of way.
0: <laughs> so,
2: yeah, people aren't happy. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. You're lucky that was the only two we got, but they were both pretty vehement, I have to say. And,
3: yeah, well, that's alright. And
2: you're treating. Okay. Everybody's
3: allowed to their opinion, man.
2: Here we go. Uh, next email is from our uh, friend of the show and regular emailer, Jason Gollagher. Oh uh, yeah. Take a deep breath, Stu Wow, wow. Hey everybody. Hey. I'm sorry, Ginny. Well, that's lost because <laughs> he All ain't right, even-
3: Chinny's not here man I forgot
2: got he any word here for a moment then <laughs> till he's just mentioned him
3: yeah. Oh, ch- s- I don't <laughs> even have my cool sound bites from upstairs with him pretending to be here yeah, yeah I'm fine yeah. anyway I'm sorry Chinny I'm a big sarcastic hater in the shape
2: of a penis just yearning uh- <laughs> to be on your front garden I need to apologise and eat crow after watching Mark Anix's video I can see why you love Minecraft so much. If I were to take just one hit, I would be just as addicted as all of you. Bugs Bunny used to say, if you can't beat them, join them. But then, I wouldn't be able to play any other games, would I? So I get it. It's a brilliant game. You guys were right. But long ago, here in America, I learned something from McGuff the Crime Dog. He used to say, kids, just say no to drugs. Yeah. And so I chose to stay sober, and so I rented a new movie on iTunes. Stu was right, Indie Game the Movie, Phil Fish seems to be a psychopath, John Blow seems to be a psychopath, and Team Meat seems to be the favourites, just partially psychotic. But let's face it, psychopaths make great games. (laughs) Also, (laughs) Phil and John are dicks. (laughs) Knowing this, I ask myself, would I still purchase their games, had I known and had this knowledge prior as I have already bought them? I guess so, but it does make me feel sort of bad. I recommend searching iTunes for Super Meat Boy podcasts. There are hours of Team Meat entertainment to be had. These guys are a sadistic, odd couple, but they are also very likeable. Edmund seems to be a very emotional guy, and Tommy is just mad at the world. So somebody out there listening, reach out to those guys and give them a big hug, or at least go buy Super Meat Boy. It's one of the best platformers of all time. Indie game, uh, Z-Boyd and Penny Arcade's new title, which we did, incidentally. Yes. If, if you're into that, although I just tried the demo and didn't fall for it like I did, Cthulhu saves the world. Mm. So, if you're hankering for a good indie, tell Quanrian to chime in every once in a while. What's up with that? You used to get at yes. least one good one every so often. Hit them up for iTunes reviews, guys. I miss Ginny's jingle, and maybe it will overpower that Twitter guy for once. As always, thanks for the entertainment. Always makes the day... Hit it! Always makes the work day pass a little quicker.
3: Yay.
2: And there you go. So thank you for that. That's very kind of you. We like that. We like that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, Indie Game the Movie. Incidentally, I had a new story on that, didn't I? I didn't mention that. I should maybe mention it, because it was kind of interesting, and it'll be too... Give us,
3: give us the quick
2: summary of it. Uh, there was a, there was an article that came out called Indie Game the Rebuttal, which was sent to me. It's sort of email-related, if I'm being honest, because Rich sent me this. Uh, yeah. up, and he wasn't angry at you anymore. Um, uh, and he called his article, Indie Game the, re- the Irresponsible Movie... <laughs> wow, uh, and this person, uh, Jean Jean Snow, or is it Jean Snow? Anyway, I'm not sure. Uh, but this person, uh, I'm just chucking it was from, yeah, I don't know, Jean Snow. It is, I think, or Jean Snow. Anyway, uh, they said I watched Indie the game in the movie last night, and it made me furious. I should start by saying that I knew I would have some major issues with the film, but what I saw was even more shocking than I expected. The thing is, that business partner that Fez creator Phil Fish refers to and ends up slandering throughout the whole film is one of my very good friends. I won't name him here since he's had to suffer through enough of late over this, but I couldn't stay silent about the documentary or Fez. I won't go into details of the whole story behind Fez, it's not my place to do so, but I have had to very close here to the entire process of making it, and when it was still a very early prototype, my friend, who was still based in Tokyo at the time, he returned to Canada to work on the game, showed video of it, one of my very early editions of Paul's talk, in order to get some feedback. Three years ago, when I was unable to move because of my spinal injury, he came to my house, blah de blah de blah de blah blah, blah 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 In the film, Philly's one of the four main indie games, blah-blah-blah-blah. And uh, says he threatens to kill. Yeah, he does, he does do this in the film. Says I'll, He actually says, I'll fucking kill him. Um, does he seem real about it? Oh, yeah. Well, no, I think it's a, I think that's what makes him a bit of a dick, really, because it all seems like bluster.
3: Anyway, I mean, not that that makes it okay, but... Oh. It makes
2: a, sense. a business man, which can't be taken lightly, considering his apparent fragile mental state. Uh, but anyway, it turns out that the the best one uh, was at the end. Comes at the end of this article. Um, the film had been screened to a few gaming conferences. My friend asked the creators to add a note in the credits uh, that would indicate that he had never. No. So this is the key. He had never been asked to participate. So he'd never been asked to be in the film. So he'd never come yeah. to. Yeah. Do you want to be? Yeah, in the Yeah. Fi- no.
3: They mentioned this on the what's it the.
2: Experience points podcast. Yeah, but the film was released two weeks ago with a note in the credits that indicates that it was Phil's business partner who had asked not to participate. Uh, uh, to the credit, this is the interesting one. To their credit, after they were approached about this, they did change the note and re-release the film. But just the fact that something so careless was done just adds to the already careless job they did of portraying my friend in the film, allowing Phil to try and destroy my friend's reputation. Shame on yeah, Phil. And shame on you, Indie Game, the movie.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, there you go. So uh,
3: Yeah, it does sound like shame on them.
2: Yeah,
3: you know, and
2: and I think that's the unfortunate thing about the film. It, it, it is a little bit, and it's almost like, well, you know, we've got this bit of an idiot of a guy, but they, they, they don't really question them or sort of say, why do you feel this way or what happened or whatever, and maybe... Well, was...
3: sure, and there's a question about how much... Legal. As a as a storyteller, how much are you going to work to make sure that the truth comes out? Well, it's it makes easy. I, I, I guess it makes
2: know. it entertaining as well, which you know.
3: Yeah, but anyway.
2: Moving on, uh, Don Hume sends an email. No subject. It just says, uh, "Dear VG type people, years and years and years and years ago, Top Gear, and uh, you'll never remember this because obviously it's very British. I know you've got Top no. Gear in the states, but it's not the same. It's just a copy. What that is? It's just it." Anyway, so it's a car show. Okay. It's like fast cars and it's just a bit irreverent and a bit zany and a bit daft.
3: the wrong guy to talk about. Cars. Anyway, but listen, 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 right. Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, years and years and years and years and years ago, Top Gear had a cool wall. Uh, basically, they used to have this huge wall and it was from like uh, cool to not cool. Okay. And and they sort of put cars on the cool wall depending on how cool they were. Yes. Okay. Does that make sense? So obviously, yes. anyway, uh, when the Aston Martin DB9 came out, uh, which you should know because I think that's the one that was in the James recent James Bond films. That's mm-hmm. in DB9. Anyway, they said it was too cool for the wall, so they put it in a special fridge that was called Sub-Zero. <laughs> so, really? Here we are. Oh, yes. They actually had a fridge, and they put the picture of the car inside the fridge <laughs>
0: Nice.
2: anyway I was wondering which uh, one game you guys will put in the fridge from the gaming standpoint A great podcast as always
3: so they're asking
2: so basically, what? what's the coolest game ever made and you would have to put it in the fridge because it was so cool it was so, so if we're
3: going to define our terms cool can't just be the one that we love and that we like
0: ourselves. um
3: Have to be. I mean, that's obviously going to play into it, but it also has to be one that has lasting appeal, and that is, it's it's. I don't know. Certain je ne sais quoi. I don't know necessarily
2: lasting appeal, but stands the test of time, I guess, as well. Well, yeah. If, for instance, right, you pick a game that came out recently, if you showed it to someone in thirty years' time, would it still be as cool?
3: Right, right. You know, Um, I would say Assassin's Creed Two might go in there. Because it 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 made you feel so cool when you're playing it, you know what I mean? To be able to, because a lot of games have tried to do that, like you're gonna sort of just shimmy up to the dude and then ah, take that. But I think that game did such a good job with the mechanics of really getting it right, and, and you know, between wandering around and being anonymous before you stab the dude in the neck, to leaping from the tallest building onto the dude's face and then stabbing him in it. Like, I think it provided a really cool new sensation for gamers.
2: Now, I could play Devil's Advocate here, couldn't yes. I? Yes. And yeah, I could yeah. say, I'm going to put Manic Miner in the cool." Oh, shit.
3: for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs>
2: but I'm, I'm not. Playing Devil's
3: Advocate. That's being Devil's
2: <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'll promise. Uh, but no, um... I think if I was I mean you might want to do this you might I, I'm going to pick an old school one and a more modern one you know so I've got a bit of a, a bit of both worlds okay as it were and and I think if I had to pick an old school one it would probably be Monkey Island because I think what Monkey Island did so brilliantly well was combine really cool point and click adventure with comedy and to this day, you know, even like I said, I played it. You know, maybe about a couple of years ago when it came back out on the Xbox Live Arcade. But I still had as much fun playing it through again as I did the first time I played it through, and it still stood up, and it was still a lot of fun to play, and it was still really funny and irreverent and cool, and just you know, and I, I still had as much fun. Um, another world would be a, probably one of those because even now yeah, playing I would it again, put another
3: world on there. because yeah, that was really cool. cool, and and you know some of the things that it did and. The way it looked and just the aesthetic of it was really cool. I just love the fact that, you know, we're getting, you know, with stuff like the iPad and
2: the iPod Touch, and we're getting the chance to play all these old games all over again. And I think it's really, really cool. That in itself is really cool yeah, uh, right? that, that you can actually do that. And I think if it's I had to... a shame that some of them aren't worth playing again. Yeah. If I had to pick one modern game, it would probably be tweet B. Sorry, it would probably be between two. And it's not the obvious Half-Life Two, as much as probably people think that's what I'm gonna say. You know, as much as I love that game. It will probably be between Bioshock because I think what made Bioshock so cool is that nobody saw it coming. Yeah. You know, we'd idea. heard rumblings and we'd seen some cool looking stuff about it and you know, and it was on the horizon. And, you know, it was on a couple of radars, but it wasn't really, you know, the... But when it actually came out, I think it had so many fantastic moments in that game. And for me, the first time you engage a big daddy in that game is one of the standout things. And also, just even the whole beginning, you know, when you enter the lighthouse and go down for the first time, and all the lights come on, and I think it was that voyage of discovery and just something that was so brilliantly conceived and and you know so well mapped out that i think you know few games have come close to that for me in just the way they make you feel so also
3: i mean to be fair and i i'm not the hugest bioshock fan in the world but it is a great game i recognize that and i think the thing that bioshock wins without question is the honor of having done something truly innovative and important and different in the storytelling of a first person game
2: yeah I mean, in addition to that, it was, it was quite you know i 'm a straightforward kind of guy, so yeah. what i what I do, especially games where it gives you options, I tend to pick what I think is the best option and and then tend to just use that similar type option throughout the game. But yeah. when some people were telling me how they dealt with big daddies and they were setting traps, and they were doing all this, and they were using yeah, that yeah. that thing where you can project yourself, so they ran towards you and then ran through a load of uh, trip mine things that they 'd set up in a row and and I was like I would never think to do it. It was a creativity that people used during that game, even you know and they, and oh, they shoot. made you realize how many options there were so there's that and then if I had to you know it would be between that and, and the original portal
3: well, I was going to uh, say portal actually yeah you mentioned it, cause, yeah yeah it's that uh, I mean again, the first time I ever stepped through a portal and I really it clicked what was going on, yeah. it was like some you know, walls of reality came melting down, and it was just like this is something truly amazing. Yeah, and diff- and it's rare that I actually had that feeling in a game.
2: So, but what was also cool about Portal? Yeah, you're absolutely right. That made you feel that way. But also, when it's almost like uh, I'm trying to think of the best way of putting it. But it's like when the you know part of the game involves the smoke screen being removed. Oh sure, uh, and it's almost like you've suddenly got that backstage pass that you always wanted, you know, and yeah, yeah. you know, and and that in itself was innovative, you know. It was sort of almost like where it pulled the rug out from under your feet, did something you weren't you weren't ready for or even expecting was coming.
3: I guess I didn't feel like that was as much of an innovation, but it was cool. There's no doubt about it. I, I guess I feel like there are enough movies and books that have that kind of twist in them that I wasn't too blown away. But it, it is cool, there's no doubt about it.
0: No,
2: and I think, but uh, yeah, I agree with you to a certain extent, but also I think what they did really, really well when they were sort of showing the game and talking about it, and it wasn't massively publicized. You see, know, I was wasn't like,
3: aware of any of this stuff. Yeah, you heard. see,
2: I was at the time, yeah. but it was all about, oh, you know, it's this cool little game that's coming on the orange box, you know, and it's a bit of an added, it's just like an added extra puzzle game. Yeah. And, you see, I, I had this preconceived, notion or idea that it it literally was just a puzzle game
0: yeah
2: and that was that there was no narrative there was nothing else going on you were just playing the the rooms so Mm -hmm. when i got to the final test chamber you know and this is a spoiler for anyone who's never played the original portal but when i got to the final test chamber i
0: thought
2: this is it credits time yeah, and I, and I think that's why it was so cool for me because it yeah. what happened next was completely unexpected. They did a good
3: job of managing your expectations, and brilliantly. And surprising and stuff. Yeah, but they did, that that may also be. I mean, I probably saw screenshots of the revealed, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff before it came out. So there's definitely
0: that. Well
2: but, but they also did the opposite of what most game developers do. Instead of building up your expectations, they sort of kept them in check and sort of almost was like, well, it's a puzzle game. You'll enjoy it. It's yeah, kind yeah, of interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, but never made too big a thing out of it. You know, and that that was brilliantly done. You know, and they yeah. they, they couldn't have done it better. So anyway, that's those are. Those old I reckon it's gonna be a bit crowded in the cool fridge. <laughs> yeah, Maybe we should have a cool fridge and it's get an enormous why cool don't, why don't people send us their suggestions of what should go in the cool fridge?
3: There you go, there's your question of the week. There you go. That's it. So Cold send, storage uh, is sounds cooler than cool fridge.
2: Yeah, send us emails uh, next week about what you think should go in the cool fridge. And I might put this That's up right. on Facebook and the Twitters. Why not? What should go in the cool the sub zero cool fridge? Hit it. Okay, uh, final ones from Seth McNitt, your best. Oh, yeah, what's uh, up, here? buddy boy? I've got to hang out again before I go uh, anyway, on my trip. Okay. Uh, he says, before I go, before I go, what's
3: uh, happening, fellas. Yeah, he's moving soon. What's up?
2: Yeah, thanks for the vouch on G40 issue. Well, I haven't quite done that yet. I need to send a message to him out just to say, uh, yeah, if he, if he has to come on, there, he's a nice guy. Anyway, uh, I'm headed out uh, to nature for about a year. By the way, he's bought Minecraft, so uh, that's why he's saying and That's what I hear. Yeah. Anyway, but when I get back, I expect to jump on the Minecraft minecart. Glad to hear the meetup went well. How'd the diva do with all that physical contact? Well, he weren't there uh, long enough to get any. No, actually, he was. But he definitely acted like a diva. Anyway, give him a little virtual tickle from me. Well, we would if he was here, but unfortunately, <laughs> uh, he's, he's poorly. He's poorly. You know, he's uh, unfortunately given his slave the day off, so there's no one to look after him. last has got the vapors. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned a couple of indie games I thought were especially good to Duke, and he said to send them in. Not a stinker in the bunch. Now, we've actually played pretty much all of these. So, um, yeah, we played a lot of indie games, man. You're going to have to really search out. Oh,
3: like he's suggesting things we played a long time ago in the past? Yeah. Or something? Uh, so,
2: Square Off, we interviewed the developer of that. In-
3: Square, Square Off, remind yeah. me. Uh,
2: Aranda, Moris- uh, Aranda Morrison, Aranda... Something. I don't remember Square Off. What is? Yeah, it? we interviewed. It was like the, um, it was like a side-scrolling sort of shooter with okay. a square character. So the mm-hmm. character was square. So uh, yeah, around person, going? I'm right. Oh, wow. I have
3: a bad. Uh, what's it?
2: Uh, no big studios. He lives in. Aus- He's an Australian dude. Oh, you. I don't right. think you interviewed him. It was me and Quamrian who interviewed him. Uh, okay. But that's a long time ago. So anyway, Square Off. So yeah, that's good. We like that game. Sling Star, I don't remember this, so I know that we haven't done this. Uh, Joy Joy we've done, because that was one of the finger games, wasn't it? The uh, the dude, again, someone we've interviewed, which was, uh, oh, God, I'm getting all mixed up. So now. not only
3: have we already played these games, yeah, we, we interviewed the interview people, the people who made them. Come them. on, try to keep up here, Seth. Uh, which is a guy who also, it, it was,
2: oh, God, what's he called? Uh, Radian Games, wasn't it? It's Radian games, uh, Radian games Joy Joy, I think it is. I'm almost sure that's one in the Radiant. Oh,
3: oh yeah, okay, well maybe.
2: Yeah, because Radiant Games does good work. Yeah, makes brilliant. Uh, Headshot two. Um... From Silver Dollar
3: Games, and we've interviewed them. <laughs> oh, Silver Dollar Games. <laughs> well, I interviewed Most inconsistent goddamn developers on all of Xbox. Uh, I've never played Headshot 2, but I do believe it's, it's pretty good, I believe. We, we should maybe do that. You, you never know with Silver Dollar Games. I don't know. It's like, some developers, you know they're going to make crap. Some like, developers, you know they're going to make awesome stuff. And then there's Silver Dollar Games it's where like it's like goddamn crap shoot every like, time. It's like shooting fish in
2: a barrel. Every now yeah. and again, you'll get one. Uh, yeah. Fishing girl, we we definitely did fishing girl. That's been a long time. Yeah, it,
3: was all right. it was kind of a cute little thing. Um
2: Gerbil Physics, we did that. <laughs> we have done yeah. gerbil physics. Uh, I think we did Gerbil yeah. Physics too, which was like the angry birds ripoff.
3: Oh, uh, okay.
2: Do you remember that? Yeah. You had to shoot the... I don't remember it, but I believe you. Yeah. Uh, DLC quest, we definitely did that one. So
3: we uh Oh yeah, yeah, I remember DLC quest. Yeah, that was alright. It was kind of a funny idea.
2: Yep. And, uh, Carnival Showtime, which was potentially, I remember Ali really, one of the, almost one of the first games we ever
3: did. Yeah, I remember y'all talking about that back in the day. I still haven't played that, but. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of
2: funny. the last one, uh, Johnny Platforms Biscuit Rom Incidentally, Craig Forrester, who made that, we've interviewed him as well. <laughs>
3: Yes, we have. If you go back through our back catalogue, you'll find we've interviewed a lot Never, of people. we dude. We've been there, done that, had the t-shirt, did the interview. Yeah,
2: we've even interviewed him. So, But
3: thank you we've, ever so much. 2009 call. They want their indie games back. Yeah, thank you. very. No, don't nah, be nasty. We're just playing. No, I'm not just playing with him. He knows I'm joking. I kid because I love.
2: Don't be nasty. But we have played all of these, apart from Slingstar, I think is the only one. And
3: they're good did. recommendations. So and they
2: all, very, they all are very good games. Yeah, they are, they are all very good games. Uh, yes, anyway... Yes,
3: you're right, there is not a stinker in the bunch. There
2: isn't. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Fishing Silver Girl... Silver
3: Dollar Games, maybe. I don't
2: know. It was a bit... Fishing was, Girl was it, all right. It weird. It was a weird game.
3: You are not going to defend Manic Miner on the one hand, and then talk about Fishing Girl on
2: the other. I mean, come on. It's all right. It was just a bit strange. Anyway, I finally went back and finished the Arrival DLC on Mass Effect 2, and I've now started Mass Effect 3 in earnest. Holy ballsacks. It's great. Oh, let me revise that. Holy honey drip ball sacks with sprinkles, it's great. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't know whether that's a come on for you, Duke. Just saying. I don't think that. I'm going to be doing nothing but grilling out, boating, and playing frisbee for the next few days, and I'll probably be thinking about Mass Effect three half of the time while I'm off. Cheers for the community. Wish me luck with the birds and such, Bur Salem. So yeah, good hope good you. With the
3: birds and yeah, such hope well. you don't get
2: eaten. <laughs> yeah,
0: really.
2: Hope you don't get eaten. Hope when you come back you're okay and all that stuff. You know. We, yeah, wouldn't, exactly. we wouldn't wanna want to get you chomped, I don't think. Well, at least I don't think so, anyway. Chomp, chomp. Chomp, chomp. Uh, and that's it for emails. That's all, Larry. Yeah. Email. <laughs> <Do-do-do. Oof>. That's <laughs> a lot of emails. <laughs> there you go. Yes. There you go, I did that. Uh, right, before we go. And we've you know, believe it or not, there's only two of us here, but we are running out of time. We yeah, always yeah. run out of time.
3: Well, That's... we always find things to talk about. Oh, for, not sure.
2: Run out. for sure. Um Facebook, we need to do some Facebook stuff.
0: Do you wanna be my friend on the Facebook? Do you wanna be my wanna be my friend?
2: Uh, I'm only going to mention, well, two, incidentally, two. One is a fantastic Minecraft video that Mark Hanex has done. From- yeah, oh, my God. It's on the
3: side. I did a little story about it. Amazing. If, you haven't, if people haven't seen this, look, I'm not a big Minecraft fanboy. You all know this, man. I mean, it's it seems kind of neat and fun and cute and whatever, but this video really impressed the heck out of me, so... Definitely check this out, people. But, you don't. When you're missing.
2: There's probably only about a third of the stuff that's in Minecraft in that video. There is so all yeah, well, the stuff you haven't even seen. School house.
3: I haven't. I recognize there's things
0: I haven't seen. Yeah, there's these.
2: crazy stuff in there. Um, so, yeah, go take a look at it. And, and you, you know, you really do get a, a, a bit of a concept of what... I mean, the fact that, you know, G40E and Mark Annex and Parsnip Nodes and all those guys over there came up with this idea of, of how to do a persistent server is unbelievable, really. And um, what's happened as a result is unbelievable. You know? Oh,
3: yeah, it's a very impressive array of creativity. And as I said to you, I don't know if I said it during the show or after, uh, before was, the show.
2: Before we started. Oh, so before,
3: okay, I'll say it now then. It's one thing that people have made all these things, and it's very cool to see the space shuttle and Cheney's house and all this other stuff. That in itself, the feat of making this stuff, is an impressive uh, achievement. But the thing that's even more interesting to me is that this is a world where you've all made this stuff, and that's just so neat to me that you can have a world that's all – designed and created by the people in it which is a rare thing you know like home tries to do that and there's a number of other ways in which you can sort of make like come see my city or whatever but this is an actual living world that is persistent and creative and and totally user made which is a really neat thing so
2: it is i'll stop
3: gushing but i just think it's really funky.
2: It is. It is very cool. It is, and the more you play it, the more cool it is. And sometimes it's nice not to have played it for a few days, and then go look. Look what what else has happened. You know, it's like I saying, even the football pitch thing. You know, like in the afternoon that wasn't there. It at ten o'clock at night the same day it appeared. Yeah. You know, it it had just been built by them, and they'd spent eleven hours building it. You know, yeah. and it's crazy, yeah. crazy. It's hard to conceive how much effort people put into this stuff. Anyway. Um, yeah, and then the other thing I want to mention on the Facebook is that I put a, after our meetup, I put, after our excellent meetup at the Kyoto Lounge, which again, you know, I can recommend as a place if people want to have a get together. Uh, I think we will have to rename the podcast "Veteran Gamers Xbox 360, PS3, and PC." Oh, jeez. Um, because you know that's literally what we played all day, like I said earlier in the show, and I kind of liked it. <laughs> it reminded me of those long yeah, forgotten days. next week she days. was going to be
3: like, I got a new gaming PC. Do you know,
2: seriously though, I have been looking at how much I'd have to spend to get one. Some that people was hard tell to you season. that
3: you can do it for like 500 bucks, which isn't so horrible.
2: Um, no, you can get over here and it's probably equivalent in pounds. You can get a, a sort of, or right, I mean, it's not going to set the world on fire, but you could get a, a reasonable sort of device for around about 500 pounds, 600 pounds. Yeah. yeah, So, which is about eight hundred dollars, so a bit more, but sort of about five five hundred quid. You know, you could maybe pick up something that would be adequate for my needs. You know, yeah. so yeah, I am thinking about it, but not just too soon. You know, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But anyway, uh, SLH said, "Uh oh, I can see where this is going." Does <laughs> Mrs Fowler know she might have to find space for a Mahuzif gaming rig? Yeah, really. And I re- I replied, "Sorry, can't reply." Which is a bit of a contradiction. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, can't reply. I'm making sure Kate is clearing out the spur rumour as we speak. Lol. Um, Mike Vasey said, Ha! You didn't take long to give in to temptation. Uh, Paul Wimpenny said, Yes! PC gaming where it's at. Hope to hear more PC stuff on the podcast now. Well, we've talked about Daisy again tonight. So, you know, there PC you stuff is it. And it's all the, P- and the awesome PC gaming we did at the do. So, yeah. Well, well, I was
3: supposed to play Gateways, but it yeah, on my system.
2: Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Well, we'll come to that because, you know, that's part all of the right. shout out. Anyway, uh, Antonio Phillips <laughs> said, PC gaming is awesome trust. And then he said, one thing, Stu, are you going to get Minecraft on PC? <laughs> I was like and then I put look I need to fess up I won't be getting one just yet it's just that we played mainly on PC yesterday but maybe one day uh, Stuart Robert Knight said I'm narrow minded lol Xbox 360 all the way and then Paul Wimpeddy said found the perfect one for you She's cheap as chips right and he sent me this uh, oh my god this is just the most ridiculous computer you have ever seen like $7, right? $7,000
3: it's like... an
2: over, overclockers UK site right uh, it has, uh, right, let's go for this. It. it has an Intel Core i7, whatever the hell that is. I'm thinking that's good.
3: <laughs> See, and now, a second. while we're talking about PC specs, let me say this. I remember back in the day when the requirements and the recommendations for like what you should have if you really want to play this game right yeah, yeah. were like a Pentium 3 or a better, you know, a Pentium 4 or older processor, or what, you know, Pentium 3 or newer. And and there was Pentium 3 and Pentium 4, and you're like, well, obviously Pentium 4 is better than Pentium 3, so I'm good. Now, it's like an Athlon DM6 Mark IV. Well, shift. I'm coming to this. And I'm okay. like, what the hell? Here we God, are. I have Here no it. idea if what I have is as well, good, not, not nearly as good as Let's go
2: through this. Right, okay. So it's an Intel Core i7, 3960 times 3.3 3 gigahertz, Sandy Bridge overclocked to 4.6 gigahertz plus. Oh 4.6 uh, listen, motherboard Asus Rampage um, 4 Extreme socket 2011 DDR3 motherboard uh, cooler complete custom water cooling including graphics cards and CPU uh, ram uh, Corsair Dominator GT 16 16 gigabytes of ram 4x4 four four gigabytes DDR3 2133 megahertz quad channel kit um, two times OCZ Vertex Four, one hundred twenty-eight gigabyte
3: SSD in RAID zero hard drives. Right. You know what really bugs me about all this is, this not I lo- the thing. One of the things I love about console gaming is I don't have to pay attention to any of this crap. I have no <laughs> idea what this means. <laughs> Listen, Rob. and I don't want to have to keep track of it. But if I say that to PC gamers, they're like, "Are you a stupid moron? How can you not know what all this is? You're a stupid <laughs> idiot. You suck. I hate you." Quad. That's four
2: quad. SLI, I know what quad means. Thanks. SLI, Nvidia, GeForce GTX 680, 20, two two gig, GDDR5, PCI Express graphics cards.
3: Oh, that thing. Four of those.
2: <laughs> Asus onboard sound and a DVD rewriter and yeah. Windows Seven. Just. DVD rewriter. That I understand. I know oh, what that up. is. <laughs> so it's got all that in it. And it comes in at a very small amount of 5,999 pounds. About $8,000. That wouldn't his ass with five thousand eight hundred and eighty
3: nine dollars
2: Right, that is so Oh, God damn, that's insane. So anyway, it isn't really cheap as Gypsy was, I think, uh, lying to me. Anyway, but anyone who can justify spending the same amount on a computer as an average family car... Is crazy.
3: Anyway. You know what? Look, I mean, maybe, Just, look. Like, you're never going to
2: harness all of that power on whatever game you're playing. It's not going to make it. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's really-
0: no
3: Just, Here's the thing. Cool. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, look, could you compare it to a car? Okay, fine. If this PC were to give you 10 years of reliable service in the same way that a car ostensibly will, then a case might be made, perhaps. But you know it won't even come close. Two years tops before you have to start changing stuff out.
2: Yeah, I agree. So, anyway, I still, then I thought, I think I'll have two of those. Yeah. Uh, Chini said, I still won't be getting one PC in general. Uh, Phil Olsen said, Which PC games were you playing? I said, Left 4 Dead 1, 2, Team Fortress 2, Half Life 2, Deathmatch, and Battlefield 3. And he said, Oh, I thought you played some non console games. Right. Well, if he can find a copy of Half Life 2, Deathmatch, and I know it's a stretch. Right, And I know it's only one out of all those games, but he can find that. He uh-huh. can send it to me anyway. Uh, I thought he played it. Anyway, I said, uh, Jason Powell said it was a great day indeed. The PCs were awesome. I have the money and the space, just not the permission. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh And I put, uh, Phil, apart from Half-Life 2, Deathmatch, we have to have some familiarity, blah 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 Chris Williams said, Developers, please add mouse support to your game so I don't have to buy a gaming PC. Also, next time, can we choose games that Stewie shit up? Uh, Andrew Gold said yeah I enjoyed the PC last time I tried playing PC games I don't remember the controls being as sensitive as that it was V good I couldn't tell the difference between PC graphics and Xbox I'm such a noob Um you, you definitely could anyway Jamie O <laughs> noob. Uh, Jamie O'Neill said but why did I keep ending up playing The Infected with the very special hands note to self never let Stu play The Infected in Left 4 Dead 2 he always seemed to be making a beeline for Susan much to her dismay uh, SLH Susan said he hates me it's true I said in my defence I have no idea who anyone was I just went for everyone lol sure. Andrew Gold said is this why you never play multiplayer with people Sue your badass game skills makes people cry <laughs> and then Su- Susan said sobs <laughs> quietly so there you go <laughs> so, but yeah a great fun day and thanks to everybody who commented on the, on the forums and everybody who came again I guess
3: Sounds so, like a really awesome time. I wish I could have been there.
2: It was brilliant. We did have such a laugh. We just had, hey, had the quiz go. Yeah, well, we we unfortunately didn't do that. And yeah. it,
3: not for a, it's not from
2: but we were gaming a lot and also it just it was really noisy. They had lots of music playing and there were other people in there. It just Shut up everybody, it's time for us to honor Duke. It was it just wasn't big enough, but I did say tell everyone you said hello. You know. yeah. I told everyone you made a quiz even though we didn't do it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh and on the Twitters... <laughs> Twitters, we really haven't had that many Twitters, really, so I don't think... Uh, no, well, hey, no, we just haven't got, I, we haven't got time for Twitters this week. We've run out of time, man. Oh
3: you my know, god, was,
2: we have a week when we don't play the song? There was just lots of people going, you know, hope you had... Fuck full, you, i playing it! A uh, so, so
0: pretty girl just the other day, she
3: winked and she smiled, walked across my way. I couldn't figure out just what to say, so I Twittered it. Twi- twi- Twittered it, Twittered it.
2: Twitter it, we're not doing them uh, Interestingly though, uh, one, one Twitter I'll, I'll read just one
3: Alright, <laughs> right. uh, hey, the song's magic it makes the Twitter discussion just, happen
2: Just one, uh, Mike Hardman who obviously came to today, who, who wasn't allowed in the pub at first because he didn't look old enough, uh, <laughs> said I have no idea what anyone looks like I may end up chatting to a few strangers before I find you so he put that on the Twitter uh, and incidentally, small world and all that he lives uh, 10 minutes drive from where I live Dude, why aren't you carpool? In literally the next town. He lives in the next town to where I live. And my mate, who I play squash with, lives on the same road he lives on.
0: Yeah. There you go.
2: So kind of crazy stuff there. I'll not give his address okay. out because maybe that's not a good thing to do. And I haven't actually got his whole address, if I'm being honest. Oh, jeez. Um, well, why is that a jeez? I don't, you know, I just haven't got it. you know. Anyway, uh, that's it really. So I guess we need to do some very, 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 very fast shout out. So go quick. Okay,
3: we have a new member, Intel Rock 27 Woo, welcome. Greasy GreasyFishLifts sent me some Skyrim love on Xbox Live. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, Rob Finch for the Modern Warfare 2 games. Dave150771 for the feedback on the Syncast. Uh, uh, everybody who showed up for the Rainbow Six Vegas 2-play day, but I was an hour and a half late because I had to go to a baby shower, and I totally got caught up in the fun of being with people. And so I didn't make it back until long after everybody had left, apparently. So I hope people showed oh, up and had fun. But...
2: but not only did you say, I'm just going to be an hour late, you just didn't turn <laughs> up at all. Oh, my God. Well,
3: I was an hour and 40 Just
2: a late. minute. Whoa, 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 Just a minute. Are you chini with in America?
0: I
3: don't know. And uh, Sunday's Play Day is Left 4 Dead. So come by and play. Speaking of Left 4 Dead, man, everybody's eager to play that again, I'll bet. Hey, SLH, you can get your revenge on Cheney. Oh, yeah.
2: oh, by the way. It's I'm... on again. By the way, I'm pretty good at the console version. As
3: yeah, you're pretty good at it.
2: I, I, right, we, who's next? Oh, by the way, you know, you know when we took your whole team out, barely past the door? You know, yeah, when we were playing it, you remember when we did that? We took, uh, you, you didn't even get, well, uh, I did that on on Saturday as well. What,
0: everyone, you
3: going to bring up old
2: stuff! Uh, sorry anyway uh, yeah I've got a couple of shout outs obviously big shout out to everyone I'm not going to name everyone again because it takes too much time we haven't got any left so thank you to everybody who came on Saturday we will definitely do it again and I'm looking forward to the next one already because it was brilliant we had a fantastic day so thanks for everybody who came and a big big shout out to the Kyoto Lounge because they were a great bunch of guys well one guy I guess and a girl who looked after us all day and made sure we knew what we were doing and sorted us out and it was fantastic so really good and the guy today's On there had put 5,600 hours into World of Warcraft, so there you go. That is now that is crazy time in a game. Uh, David Johnson, quick shout out to David Johnston from Smudge Cat Games, and I'm almost sure I called him David Johnson on the podcast that Uh I did with him. So, on the interview, so he didn't correct me, and I do apologize for getting your name wrong, but it's David Johnston uh who i interviewed and if, if you downloaded it you've already listened to it because it, it came out on wednesday so there you go so you, you may well have already listened to that so yeah he was a really nice guy so thank you ever so much for doing that and i will look very much forward to playing gateways when it eventually hits Um uh, but unfortunately jukey is crap that juke you know the jukey has
3: no my computer's not as fancy as it seems
2: you No, know, obviously Obviously. So it didn't work. So apologies, but we will definitely review it when it comes out in the indie games and give it some time to talk about that. Uh, and we've got an iTunes review. And one in America. So I'll do the UK one and you do the American one. Are you ready for this? Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, you want some iTunes
0: reviews? Captain,
2: And the title of this review is Almost Perfect. Almost Perfect. Uh, so we've got four out of five, only four out of five stars.
3: Oh, jeez. not
2: quite the whole five, but, you know, it's... Well, close. you know what? We can't expect everyone's going to think we're perfect. It's, it's close. You know. Anyway, uh, it's from DC76UK, and they said this, WARNING! In big letters. Uh-oh. This podcast features a shouty American with a book. Warning!
0: Warning! Warning! What are you talking about? I'm not a shouty American! How dare you!
2: If you can get past that, it's one of the funniest podcasts you'll listen to at the moment. Great banter, nice in-depth views of the gaming way of life. Keep it up, chaps. So thank you ever so much for that. Yay,
3: thank
2: oh, you. Oh, that perfect, yeah. but I guess we can accept that. Very. I hurt
3: good. my feelings. Oh, so I, hey, I, hey, I know it. my yellingness isn't for everyone's
2: taste, so that's all right. But, and also, you know, we've talked about the sound before. You know, we we get that people, some people don't like them, but the other people do like them. You know, and
3: I'm trying to be judicious with it's them. It's just soundbite.
2: And, you know, it's just the way it is. Anyway, uh, and the American review. got an American. Yes,
3: for this is from B-Love-Yo. America! Um, veteran gamers are hands down the greatest podcast out there. Oh, thank you. The passionate and loud Duke. See, I'm not annoying. I'm loud and passionate. you shouty
2: in the UK. I'm passionate and loud in America. Right. There you go.
3: Randomized chin action from Chinny and fatherly good gaming advice from Big Daddy. Nonstop laughs and great insight in today's gaming world. Prepare to have your mind blown as well as your eardrums courtesy of Duke. Enjoy yourselves. You was go. this review helpful? Yes. No.
2: Of course it was.
3: Of course it was. Yay! So
2: all reviews are helpful, so it's cool. Yes. We got all right, bussies. We don't get any for weeks, and then two come at the same time. There that's you go.
3: right. Thank you to everybody who left reviews. And everybody who hasn't, that's okay. But you know, if you want to, yeah, we'll leave help us. Out.
2: We like reading out the reviews, and we've not had any for a few weeks. Go so.
3: on, go on. Yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on. All right, that's it, man. That's it. We're done. We're done. Thanks for listening. And all that stuff. Jammafu. Jammafu. So, you know, Chinny who? Yeah, really, we don't need you, Chinny. We can do it ourselves, man.
2: Yeah, we don't need you. L-
3: who is there?
2: Yeah, Chinny who? We're just
3: we're just trying to overcompensate for the fact that we really miss him. Yeah, we
2: did actually miss him a little, a little bit. You know, come we, back, Chini. Get him.
3: better soon. Feel well.
2: I just wish we should have, have seen me bloody phone sooner and realized he weren't coming, then we we could have see? finished okay, half well, an hour ago.
3: Future, when we, as soon as we realized five minutes late, we need yeah. to check that. Oh,
2: man! Yeah, see where he's cried off with whatever, itchy balls or something. Who knows?
0: <laughs>
3: that would be a really
2: weird reason to miss <laughs> Yeah, I can't make a show my balls are itching. <laughs> and my slave my,
0: the- my slave...
2: my slave's not scratching them hard enough, so, yeah, yeah. so they're still itchy.
3: My In fact, it's more padding. On
2: my <laughs> my, my- Cauliflower sort of grape-looking piles are hanging out too much this week, so I can't make the show. Too much
3: information. Hey, look at that! Oh, look at the time! I gotta go take care (laughs) of that.
2: My inflatable cushion's just not working anymore.
3: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, dude. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks thanks a lot.
2: Yeah, see you next week. You never know, Chini might actually turn up. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. All
3: right, see ya. Bye. Bye.